Alright. OBS is started. Alright, I got the notification. Let me know, Attic, if it sounds good and all that good stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think I, I, I'm in a commercial. All right. And we are live. Welcome to the Iron Lords podcast and the Lords of Gaming.net episode number 135. It is another glorious Sunday. We're back at the round table on the Lord's Day. I'm extremely excited about our special guest. And we've got unto the end PS5 leaks. Game of the War discussions, <laughs> Amazon entering the streaming realm to discuss, so we're going to get right into it. I want to introduce a Lord whose journey I paid extreme close attention to since Project North first caught my eye in 2017. The subtle atmospheric storytelling of the environments, combined with the visual combat animations of our favorite Tormund lookalike, invoke strong feels of limbo, inside, out of this world, and of course, Game of Thrones. Introducing... One half of the dynamic husband and wife duo of the Two Ton Studios and creative director of the highly anticipated Unto the End video game franchise. The Lord of E3's ID at Xbox segment and by far the coolest Punch-Out fan in the realm. <laughs> Live from California by way of Canada and making his debut into the realm of the Lords. My man, Lord Stephen Denton of Two Ton Studios. How you doing, sir? Very good. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> that was an amazing intro. Thank you, sir. Uh, Thank you, sir. Yeah, excellent, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, you know, apologies to everyone. Uh, Sarah wasn't uh, isn't able to make it. She's out uh, helping a friend right now. But uh, she oh, she passed man. along her. Her, her, you know, her, her hellos and, and, and well wishes. Salute, salute, man. You are a lord at what you do. I know we have been in discussion for some time to get this happening, man. Absolute pleasure to have you in the room, man. We are about to have some fun, man. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Can't wait. Much appreciated. Sure. You already know. And of course, you know, we got the four horsemen of gaming. Those original realms, lords of the realm at the round table. My co-host with the co-most. My brother from another mother. The difficult game conqueror. Lord of Reviews and the How of the Young Wolf. My man, Lord Addict, how you doing, sir? I am uh, struggling. You're <laughs> <laughs> uh, so of these 11 o'clock, right? I, I even got good sleep. I don't yeah. like last week, I had no sleep. And yeah. I was better last week than I am this week. It makes no sense. Listen, yeah, I'm, I got, you, listen. I'm feeling it. Okay, I, had a, yeah. I got about two more weeks, then we go back to one o'clock. So uh, I had got about one more there. week. No, I don't know. No, no, we're staying here. <laughs> no, you like it. <laughs> Sov likes this stuff. He's like, yeah, I get the rest of the day to myself. Everybody put sovereign in the bushes, please. <laughs> put the bushes in there. In the I see the bushes. In, oh, damn, the bushes and bushes uh, in there. I already see it. Oh, damn, the bushes. Y'all don't want to join us at 11 a.m.? No, <laughs> It affects your Saturday night, man. But it is what it is. And of course, we have the most technical gaming lord, the solo gamer who lives for the single player selfish experience, and also the Sostradamus. Mr. Offline Profile Illuminati and Lord Patreon of the Iron Bank, my man, Lord Sovereign. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm wide awake. I'm I like, oh, you're on Get him the bushes. Someone, I was watching boxing too. I was having someone fun kick last him night. out. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with these old men. I don't know what's going on. Wow. <laughs> you know, you know, old people wake up early, right? Yeah, I know generally, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm Benjamin Button in the whole thing. I'm going in reverse. Dumb, dumb. You know? What's going on, man? What you been playing, man? 
Um, I finally got invited to the party. Finally, what? I'm in the X Cloud party <laughs> now. Finally. All right, all right. Let's get that streaming. You doing? So you doing your streaming? I'm doing my streaming, man. I have mm -hmm. to say, I really have to say, man, I, mm -hmm. it is super impressive what I'm able to play on mm -hmm. a 4G LTE connection. Unbelievable. Like, it's, yeah, it really yeah. is. Like they, they they tell you, like, hey, man, really 5G when you're on the Wi-Fi, 5G. Obviously, they're looking forward to 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 five G data to be the, the point that really kind of sends the, the mm -hmm. message that the streaming is for real. Mm -hmm. But honestly, mm -hmm. what they're able to accomplish on four G LTE is pretty is, impressive. It's damn impressive. I was playing. I had a little bit of an issue yesterday, mm -hmm. and Kaibatsu helped me out with the uh, my right analog stick wasn't responding. Mm -hmm. But I guess I just needed an update. He did that. Whatever. Oh, controller update. Yes, yes. You yeah, I didn't realize, update, and it yeah. didn't it didn't prompt me to do it. Mm -hmm. So I just I didn't realize what was happening. So mm -hmm. um, but man, I played I played a little bit of everything. Crackdown, Forza. Ooh. And like, man, if, you, if your connection is steady, you're mm -hmm. getting a pretty, a, a pretty decent experience. How's that like, latency? I, What's that latency looking like? Well, latency is it, mm -hmm. the thing is, I, I think Kareem Chowdhury said it. Like, he's like, mm -hmm. listen, we're not trying to sell you mystical arts here. Like, right. there's always going to be latency, right? right? And you play, even if you're playing on your couch, you're going to have latency. It's a matter of making the latency consistent across the board so that mm -hmm. you get accustomed to it and then you, you're playing just fine like anything else mm -hmm. so it's not like you know the stadia negative latency thing where they they were working saying that they're sorcery they, they, yeah they work <laughs> the predict, the predictive technology that they right and, I mean, your move before did they, you did, do it? did they fold in my destiny on friday <laughs> <laughs> yo i think so that yo it's funny you said that i think that has something to do with the cross half we'll get to you no, yeah yeah, yeah but, but that's the thing like, again the predictive technology i think is real but it's just the way they're saying it it's 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 like black magic right now right, like, right. you have to work towards that right um but i guess once you get that latency to a point where it's even across the board and you know what to expect and you know what you know how long your button prompts are going to take to show up mm -hmm. and you're constantly playing it it's fine no doubt no doubt so that's pretty much it sir that that's pretty much it man and of course <laughs> we have the incredible hulk of this aka the excess gamer Ooh. the lord of combat sports king of the statues who demands nothing less than that premium experience it is the leader of the fraud alert movement Ooh. beloved lord king how you doing sir <laughs> to this day. To this day. Woo! This day. Woo! Boy, I told you guys what was going to go down yes, in that fight. Yes, um, and Luis Ortiz, King Kong, Luis Ortiz came in mm. the best shape of his life. And he gave the best six rounds of his life mm -mm -mm. Um, until it was actually he gave the best seven rounds of his life. And what Deontay Wilder tells you all the time, every time, y'all got to be perfect for 45 yeah. minutes. I got to be perfect for 2.5 seconds. Accurate. And he hit him with a bolt of lightning. Zoop. <laughs> struck this man down. His legs went to jelly. His body, his spine. It's like Sub-Zero yanked the spine out this man. And this man crumbled into a heap of pile of mess of goo on the floor. You can't, you know, uh, they I do. have to say, yeah. Good song, good. I got so bad. I just, I, like, I, I always, I'm, I'm usually disgusted by Deontay Wilder. I mean, you know, just, I just, yeah. I, I don't like his his style, whatever. But yeah, I give the man, the man has power. The man has heart. Mm -hmm. um, and he looked disgusting throughout that whole fight. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and but the, the best thing he threw was that right cross. It was mm -hmm. perfect. It was short. It was right to the point. Mm -hmm. And 
when you saw the sweat fly off of Ortiz's face, <laughs> head, yes. it, that it, it was it was a, it was a sweat cleaner. It was one yo, of them sweat yo, <laughs> like, yo, oh, you're sweaty. I got you. <laughs> yo, sub, yo, kid, you know how foul the internet is. All right, after the knockout, you remember how he was slow? Mm-hmm. They had that picture, and then they had the picture of the life alert old woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know she's calling. I'm falling. I can't get up. I see your internet is. I said it's too soon. It's too soon. You can't be doing them like that. Listen, man. I told you guys how it was gonna go, and if you watched it, it was beautiful because in the first fight, combat talk is up right now, guys. Yes, watch sir, it please. I love podcasts. Um, the Kings talked up there. Listen, if you if you watch the first fight, he didn't catch him flush. Mm-hmm. Right. This was and, I, and I've always said it. Mm-hmm. If this man catches anybody flush on yeah, top of that noggin, it's over. It's over. And he, I don't know why his chin was in the air. I don't know why <laughs> he took his eyes off the prize. Mm-hmm. But again, we have uh, the heavyweight champion of the world moving forward. And now we got the we can look forward to Joshua versus Andy Ruiz, yes. the little engine that could part yes. two. Yes. And um, we're going to see what happens there. No, but no. um, this week. Yeah. yeah what's up? What's your plan? Okay, I told you guys. Um, remember that game, the last station. Mm, so mm-hmm. right, that game, I told you guys in Game Pass. You know, I'm a Game Pass junkie. And oh, hold, game on, was, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not to cut you, sir. We actually missed uh-huh. a super chat from oh. Lord Dizzy, the two dollar super chat. King Osav knees. Hashtag yeah, yeah. never forget. <laughs> he still saw you. He's on your neck early. Dizzy, man, Dizzy. King. Put some bushes for you, D. Continue, continue. I missed that super chat. I'm sorry. Continue. All right. So the last station is up right now, and it's mm-hmm. it's an indie game that made it to Game Pass um, from ID um, um, Xbox, and I told you guys it was fantastic. All right. Mm-hmm. So for you guys who don't have Game Pass, mm-hmm. it's free this month if you have games with gold. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Download it. Check it out. It's one of those games that I'm. Trust me. If you like zombies, if you like thrillers, if you like to, you know, story is 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 made in a 16-bit format. Oh, wow. but it, okay. it's beautiful. It's a beautiful game. They work very hard on it, mm-hmm. and it's, it's my suggestion. Well, if you if you ever seen a movie called Train to Busan. It's a Korean zombie movie, sort of the same. It's a it's a train thing. Mm-hmm. Um, zombies on a train, and you're trying to get to a certain place where supposedly you can get away from the infestation. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, um, it, it's so, it, it's reminiscent of that. Um, yeah. yeah, the last the last station is very cool. It's very, very cool. So, so um, I've been playing since Game Pass decided to you know put out all these great games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rage Two is in there. I'm yes. upset that I purchased that. Um, is in there. Um, also, I've been uh, shout out to the great Mr. Bill Stillwell. Oh, um, shoot a salute to the great wall. wall I saw Bill. the shirt when he put up. Yeah. yeah, brothers, I am inside X Cloud. Oh, you made it! You made yes, it to the I'm in, All yeah, right. I told you. Um, you know, somebody told me, a little bird told me, um, mm-hmm. look at your app. What are you talking about? You're not in. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm Same not problem I, I had. I didn't get no notification. I was just in it. Yeah. It was like as soon as XO yeah. happened. Yeah, yo, mm-hmm. shout out to the chat school to uh to Text Talk, my man. Old school style train to Busan is awesome. And then Undead yep. tells you uh one of the top indies he played, King David, with the good taste in games. That's what's up, yes, man. It's, it's a beautiful game. So um Oh the game pass uh Emojis in the chat, y'all. So Def Sing, all y'all yeah, check that, that out. out. Hit that game pad. We got them in there now. So put the game. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's many, many. Yes, sir. Yo, continue. Listen, so, um, you know, Game Pass has a bunch of games out right now. Mm-hmm. I, I've downloaded Borderlands for the weekend free. Nice. There's so many programs that they're doing, guys. Even if you don't have Game Pass, you can definitely be part of the ecosystem. 
the free-to-play weekend borderlands is up plus it's um 33 off in the xbox store mm-hmm. go in there check that stuff out nope. and um you know have a good time because there's games in there like some of the games that we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. that are that should be highlighted all this uh award show stuff mm-hmm. um it doesn't give a highlight and i have a a, mm-hmm. a good thought on how they can go forward with <clears throat> these uh programs mm-hmm. to highlight a month every month they have an award nice. for like you know what games come out for that month but no it's doubt good. no doubt shout out to pc master race good morning lords you guys are one of the best podcasts on the internet love you guys thank you love you back salute see i rest something not in color can you be proud and of course I'm gonna mute my mic <laughs> king don't acknowledge it if it don't happen i would not be proud saltiest gaming in the building what's going on deaf single what's going on and of course, we have the Lord of the Cooperative Experience and Gaming Ninja himself, the Shinobi, spreading that realness in the realm of the ILP. Not telling you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Same deal as Soft. Project X Cloud has some fantastic testing with Kaibatsu and Addict as well. I was doing X Cloud at work on my phone, had a Bluetooth headset. I had maximum latency. I want to push it to the limit. I had like Bluetooth headset, Bluetooth mm. control. I wasn't even tethered to the joint. I'm doing Xbox Live party chat. Uh, Sky, he's on. He's at work, remote console streaming through xCloud from work into his Xbox. And then Addict is local on his PC. And we're all in party chat together playing it. And I'm just like, wow, this is sorcery right now, man. Like this is yeah. this is really cool. And again, I just gotta get out like a dedicated um you know, because I'm using the S9, and um, I just need like a dedicated headset that you know p- goes into the standard port, so I can you mm-hmm. know do it the traditional way. Because I really want to eliminate as much latency as possible, mm-hmm. you know, during that setup. But to have me push it to the limit that way, and mind, I'm going on 4G cellular, bro, LTE. Like that was crazy to me. So, so salute to the team. They out here doing very well. I'm liking what I'm seeing. I played a little bit of Jedi Fallen Order, and um, what else? I think that was pretty much a little bit of um. You purchased. Oh yeah, I did purchase. I did purchase. Definitely did purchase. Mm-hmm. I was had to, I had to do it, man. It was, I was hearing too many good things about it, so had yeah, to I, do it. I, I, I want to purchase, um, mm-hmm. but I didn't finish my Zelda on my um, my Switch. So oh, okay, your backlog. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so that's what we got into with the Lords all playing. I want to start with Lord Steven, his video game system history his journey into the games industry, and of course, what led him to creating Two Ton Studios and the super promising Unto the End video game franchise. So Lord Steven, let's start from the very beginning. What were some of the first video game systems you had and what got you into gaming? So I got into gaming, my mom got me when I was like eight, maybe seven years old, a Texas Instrument 99, which is like, wow. had like a keyboard and like, you know, mm-hmm. like old, it was like a, not like a ColecoVision or like mm-hmm. a, you know, an Atari was, but it was similar, like Texas Instrument, you know, instead of making calculators, they decided to make a game console. Mm-hmm. And they had, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I can't remember any of the games. There was some mountain climbing game. There was like a Pac-Man <laughs> ripoff. Uh, and, and as soon as I started playing that, I just like fell in love with games. And I've, I've kind of always been mm-hmm. interested in games ever since then. Mm. I grew up as a Sega guy. Oh, so I across, bro. I, I lived across the street from like uh, these two kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> both the same age as me and my brother, mm-hmm. and they were Nintendo guys. Okay. We, it was all a rivalry, right? Woo! But everyone, we switch consoles, right? You know, you'd, you'd, mm-hmm. like, you'd switch it, the NES for the yep. uh, system or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I was a pretty hardcore uh, Sega guy. Sega Ma- Ma- you had that bad system. You had the, the red and black mm-hmm. console. Did you have any? Oh, yeah, of, yeah. Did you have any of the, the little hue cards that, that used to go oh, yeah. inside? Like Teddy Boy and stuff. Like some of those games were like Teddy Boy. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, My Hero. 
My Hero. Yeah. Haunted House, was it? Like, it was yes. Like yes. Yeah. Talk that bad yeah. system talk. So you had that friend that had that Eddie. Yes. Were you a little, were you a little jealous, sir? Were you a little jealous? You, well, you know, like, I, I, you know, when you're, it's, it's weird. Like, nowadays, with all the internet and stuff, you're so, you know what other games are out there, right? Yes. And, but back in those days, you just kind of hear, like, oh, Mario is a game, or you'd hear, like, all the <laughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you'd wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you'd, you'd switch and then you, you know, like when I got to play like punch out, for example, for the first mm-hmm. time or, mm-hmm. or like Zelda for the first time and, and mm-hmm. things like that, you're, yeah, I mean, I, 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 you fell in love with those games too. And they're like huge inspiration for me yes. even today. So, mm-hmm. um, and then I went like, I kind of went cold a little bit on, not mm-hmm. cold on games in terms of consoles, but like mm-hmm. I didn't play, like I kind of missed the PlayStation era and okay. the PlayStation 2 era. Okay. So like a lot of games that like all the Crash Bandicoots, like Bushido Blade, all those games, Ooh. like I, yeah, yeah, I studied a lot of those as a game designer, but I've not like played a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, more PC games, mm-hmm. um, and also kind of like in the midst of high school, I think I was more interested in mm-hmm. art. <laughs> 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 your for, for fo- your focus shifted. That's all. Your focus shifted. <laughs> and uh, so I played some like PC games, like War, original Warcraft, and like yes. Diablo and stuff, or like huge games, original Ooh. Xbox. Okay, okay, uh, like that's that. what's up, man. And that's then, up, uh, man. yeah, like cycled back into like mm-hmm. you know consoles and stuff like that with 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually worked at Microsoft. Like I was an intern at Microsoft in wow. 2001. Oh wow! And then I. Went. To, I joined Microsoft after that, and I remember mm-hmm. we got like Halo was really big then, so everyone was huge, playing Halo. Huge. So mm-hmm. Made Halo. Halo was a great game, but also mm-hmm. you could play co-op, mm-hmm. right? At Microsoft, there was Xboxes in every conference, like every oh, little. Oh, so y'all were doing them LAN parties. Oh, we playing, and everyone's you know all the interns around the same age. You're just playing like you know Halo all the time. Nice. Yeah, mostly I play on PC now. Actually, like I I, I don't play just. Mm-hmm. Sarah and I have like a like a smaller little place. I don't even have a TV, mm-hmm. so I just play. I play uh, play on my you know, on my desktop and stuff like that. So yeah, nice man. Yeah. Salute, salute uh, to the gaming history. Oh, continue. I didn't want to interrupt you. You still got more. You talking? No, no, no. Yeah. So that's how kind of that started the console thing. What were your other things? How did I? Get no, it? I was going to ask you. Actually, I'm going to pay the bills. And I'm going to ask you a couple more questions. Um, shout out to Cat Daddy Fast Stacks with two hour super chat. I'm going to leave Game Pass in my will for my kids. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> salute, salute to him. But um, yeah, that, that man. Sounds like you wanted something too. <laughs> no doubt. No. So you had. I just want to ask you. You had that gap. You said Sega Masters and whatever. So what was the last console before the gap of you going away from gaming? Like, was it? The, did you have the Genesis at all, or did you after the Masters? Yeah, I had the, no, no, I had the Genesis. Tons, tons of Genesis games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, played a lot of Super NES games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like Dreamcast, PlayStation One. We had my brother. Also, he's uh, mm-hmm. two and a half years younger than me. He's in games as well. He's a yes. constant on Gears of War, actually. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah. name drop. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can see a lot of his, like, it, Kotaku did a thing on him where he, did, like, as a concert artist, and then, uh, okay. like, he was, I think some of his stuff was featured. Oh, the, in, the uh, dancing lords are about this life. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we do this game stuff. Okay. We, we, always, we always, we always wanted to make games, so we kind of yes. went in different, slightly different directions, but yeah. So yes. then, um, I had a, uh, mm-hmm. N64 was probably the last console I owned. Gotcha. Uh, and played like a ton of GoldenEye and like, mm. you, know, um, you know, 3D Mario and stuff, stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's mm-hmm. a great game. Um, nice. Yeah, and then I didn't, didn't play for a bit and then got back into it after it kind of got done school and, and mm-hmm. 
yeah so nice man tremendous <laughs> history loving the well-roundedness so um yeah i'm gonna move on as far as now the career aspects and then like getting into the gaming industry i know you said you you worked at microsoft for a little bit and then um doing some research on you yeah you did some uh exp- had some stuff on uh the azure portal you're working yeah. on that and yeah, I um, did, uh, yeah. yeah let's go get ahead. to it no let's get to it man let's get to how difficult was it you know as far as tell us about that process and then um you know, obviously, you know, starting that dream to kind of get into game, to chase your dream to get into game. So let's get there. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I I was at Microsoft for about 12 years. When I started, Microsoft was like a super serious place where like, you, like it was it was much cooler than say IBM. IBM was like the stiff kind of everyone wore a tie and Microsoft, you could kind of wear your shorts. Nice. Still pretty serious. I remember mm-hmm. when I was an intern, I uh, mm-hmm. I was working on this team that doesn't exist anymore, but I... Mm-hmm. One of the things I did was I, I, you know, I'm a designer, so I, mm-hmm. I came up with the idea for tab browsing. Like, you know, in, mm-hmm. in web browsing, you have tabs, you know, and it's kind of ubiquitous. Yep. Uh, like, I came up with that idea at Microsoft, and I, wow. I pitched it to my managers. Mm-hmm. And I remember this one guy said to me, he's like, uh, we don't invent things here. Your job is to, like, do what we tell you to do and oh, not no. do stuff. And I was like, wow, this place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait, you, they shut you down on inventing tabs, bro? And then yeah. tomorrow you'll tabs. And tabs is up. like the hottest thing right now. You, like, I can't go without my browser without tabs. Crazy, right? Yeah, like in their defense, uh, at that time, mm-hmm. the web browser was a solved problem, right? Like people were like, like they had like a handful of people working on an Air Explorer. Mm-hmm. There was no competition. They thought they'd uh, won yes, you know, the, yes, the yes. browser wars with uh, Netscape. Netscape. Oh, I'm taking yeah, it back. Yo, saw remember Netscape, son? Netscape. Oh my God, with the with the with the disc they would give you would be like ten <laughs> hours. <laughs> Shout out to the thirty three six modems we had. Netscape. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so that was the battle, right? And they thought they'd won, so they they didn't. You know, when I had ideas for like how to make the web browser better, they didn't care. But you know, mm. three four years later, then you know, Firefox came out with tab browsing, and then Chrome, and then yes, you know now like the way to go right mm-hmm. um so i almost didn't even stay at microsoft i was like mm-hmm. this place is not for me mm-hmm. but i i did it around the interviews after my internship mm-hmm. and uh i also got to meet bill gates so that, wow. like, kind of like he, he was a really good guy he actually has all the interns over to his house for dinner nice. like, during the summer oh that's nice and his his place is like a museum it's like this ridiculously <laughs> it's crazy it's almost like in a way like a superhero like lair yeah, like you a know? mausoleum like the justice exactly, league yeah. the that's what i'm aspiring to i'm aspiring to that <laughs> <laughs> um but I, but i was lucky to join a team that did um like a lot of concepting work like they were reinventing office and mm. kind of reinventing tooling Okay. And I, I stayed for 11 years doing that stuff. Like always, at Microsoft, you call them like a V1 project. So it's, mm-hmm. it's the first generation of something where you're trying to, mm-hmm. you know, fit, forge basically new ground in a new market or, mm-hmm. or solve new problems. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. And then Azure was the last thing I did where mm-hmm. uh, I remember we started the team mm-hmm. and they didn't have any real designers in it. So it was really kind of a bloodbath, getting, getting people that are very technical to understand the role of designers. Mm-hmm and kind of carving out an area for design mm-hmm. but yeah the last project i worked on was was really a rethinking of windows nice um uh we, we you know doing it kind of in a in a way that focused more on professionals mm-hmm. um like windows is kind of this great ubiquitous thing but mm-hmm. um the analogy i don't know if this will resonate with you guys but the analogy was look if you're in the army mm-hmm. like the, and you're a gi like a standard infantry guy you get the standard kit right like you right. get everyone with the same boots and pants and stuff yes, if you're sir. part of delta force like you can kind of decide whatever you want, right? You're yes. like, I'm going to wear mountain climbing boots. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear a bike helmet. And I'm going to use this weapon. And, mm-hmm. and we, you know, the big thought was like, look, 
Windows is great because it caters to all these people. But if I'm going to spend, you know, eight, 10 hours a day crafting art or making movies or whatever, mm -hmm. I should be able to have a, a, a suite of tools and, and an operating system that is really customizable for me that yes. I can turn and make, um, you know, my own because mm -hmm. of the way I work versus say someone like my brother, just because yeah. we're both in games doesn't mean we work exactly the same way. Exactly. So, okay. Um, okay. That's so, the last project I did, but that really helped me like that always being on the frontier of like, thinking of new ideas and mm -hmm. innovating and trying to mm -hmm. uh, find a differentiation within projects, I think mm -hmm. set me up well to do games. Absolutely, um, that creative aspect. So, I mean, I guess yeah. my question for you in reference to the, the Microsoft days for you, I think obviously it helped you, it helped mold you, but did you feel it restricted you, it kind of limited you in that box where whereas gaming kind of allowed you to spread your wings on the creative side? Yeah, I mean, gaming, I think a little bit. Yeah, like I, I think if you talk to any of my colleagues back at Microsoft, they would be like, oh, yeah, that guy, he was not. I definitely like to challenge convention. And, and you know, I, I'm very proud of some of the things we did at Microsoft and some of the you know, patents and stuff that I've received. But mm -hmm. I think gaming for me is it's the ultimate creative medium. You have to bring together so many different skills. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I was really shocked after Sarah, Sarah left, she was an interior designer. Oh, wow. She left her business. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I left Microsoft. And, mm -hmm. you know, I had, a, I had really did have like a dream job. I was a concept architect and mm. kind of like ran a team of like designers and just kind of ran around coming mm -hmm. up with ideas. But I, I left that job. And I thought, you know, I hit the ground running. And you know, 12 months later, we have a game out. Mm. And uh, I was really surprised. I maybe I don't know. I, I think it was it's definitely been harder than I thought it would be. But mm -hmm. I kind of knew at the back of my mind that to do something really great would be hard anyway. Yeah. But I think the number of skills you have to bring together, like animation, art, storytelling, mm -hmm. um, you know, pacing, fundamentals of game design, mm -hmm. sound, you know, like a sonic experience, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I think just it's a lot of black arts in games. I don't mm -hmm. think people appreciate like something as simple as like game feel, like when you move a character left and right yes. and jump and stuff like that. That is. Uh, like there's some cool books, like mm -hmm. uh, actually a book called Game Field by Steve Swink. But Absolutely. that, you know, like getting that right, like Sarah and I really did spend like mm -hmm. probably about a year just with the, the, the little guy mm -hmm. in a room running back and forth right, and swinging the door mm -hmm. just to get it to feel um, appropriate, you know, mm -hmm. and, 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 and deliberate and stuff like that. And so um, I think I took that for granted how, how, much work it takes How much you know work it takes. Yeah, yeah absolutely i mean again not easy man i want to give some shout outs and check gersh gaming steven's my hero <laughs> shout out to uh tip diamonds to our super chat salute the iron law panel hit that like button big cloud i see you yeah man this is actually a perfect segue because you know you mentioned in taking that leap of faith now you know you're sarah now going in then forming your own studio you know what i'm saying so i want to get to that and then just obviously, you know, two ton has a unique dynamic because obviously it's a husband and wife team. So I wanted to kind of touch on that as well. You know, the advantages and disadvantages of that and just, you know, what was those steps now to say, okay, let's do it. Let's make a studio and let's really go hard at, at making our, our own game. Sure. Right, let me, just, let me, I, I don't know if that's, if Gersh is the guy, one of the a guy I used to work with at Microsoft, but if it is. Yeah, Gersh, it says Gersh oh, Games. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he, uh, Gersh is a, was a great guy. He, he and I worked together at Microsoft and uh, I, I actually mentored him and, and, you know, he was an intern when I was a little bit more senior. So I saw okay. him grow and go through his career. And Salute. Guy, Salute. Very, very guy, so, he yeah. says, yup, it's me. Right. <laughs> Salute Gersh Games in the chat. Welcome Thanks to the room. In, man, yeah. no, um, no. You know, in terms of forming Two Ton Studios, Sarah and I left with 
we knew we we kind of felt like we had the skills to make something interesting, but we we also went in with it into it with a very, I guess, artist mindset of, okay. hey, you know, like let's try and do something that we think's interesting, mm -hmm. uh, but if it fails, that's okay. okay, you know, like there's a lot of super talented people out there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people uh, with really great ideas, and also mm -hmm. sometimes the games that you know Sarah and I like aren't mm -hmm. necessarily the games that are are the most popular, mm -hmm. and so whenever you try to do something on your own, you're always weighing, mm -hmm. like financially. Yes. You know, can you make this into something viable versus creatively? It might be interesting. And those things aren't always the same. Correct. Correct. And so, uh, you know, we went through this journey of for the first. Well, we packed up like I left my job. Sarah left her, sold her condo. Wow. This uh, is hardcore. We can't then, gloss over this. Now, you're just glossing over like really going for your dream, bro. Like this is truly inspirational. Like you guys had your heart set. This is what we're going to do. That That's amazing. Continue, sir. That, that was awesome. Thanks, no, yeah, I mean, it, we, we <clears throat> I, I guess I gloss over because it's now like five years ago, but mm -hmm. yeah, we, we had a great house in, in Seattle, a condo that really like we loved. Mm -hmm. As I said, I had a great job. Sarah had a great job with a good community of friends, but mm -hmm. I think we felt that something was missing in the sense of mm -hmm. We'd kind of done what we wanted to do, and mm -hmm. or we felt we'd, we'd done as much as we could do in the roles we were in, mm -hmm. and we really wanted to challenge ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And a little bit of it came down to like, do we want to have kids or not? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, like, do we want to stop and have kids and then start a family, or do we want to go and try and you know take one more shot at kind of I doing this? Thing? So we decided you. to do the, you know, mm -hmm. we decided to pack it all up, mm -hmm. travel, mm -hmm. and we just did a ton of like concepting. I think we built like seven or eight game concepts. Mm -hmm. um, to learn, you know, like how to make games, to get better mm -hmm. games. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, some of those are pretty well realized and some are, are terrible, but. <laughs> and then I guess we, it was our travels in Northern Scotland and in Iceland that really nice. kind of concretized the idea of, mm -hmm. hey, let's make a game about uh, like a normal guy mm -hmm. that's struggling through a harsh environment mm -hmm. and. You know, He's transitioning. Um, He's transitioning to what I was going to ask. Next. Continue, continue, continue. Keep, keep, no, set it up. Really, set it up. It's really about him trying to uh, overcome these, um, these, this world that's bigger than him and these challenges that are bigger than him in mm -hmm. order to get, uh, you know, back, it eventually became a story about getting back home. Originally, it was a story of revenge, mm -hmm. but really to, to overcome these challenges that are bigger than him. Like, we didn't want to make a game where the main character is too heroic. Like, he's right. not... You know, like you, you have a lot of games like, you know, God of War with Kratos and stuff like that, where, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he, he's, a, he's a demigod, like he's yeah. a super powerful he's warrior. A and he's kind of, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and you have games where you're the chosen one or mm -hmm. and we want to kind of buck that trend where mm -hmm. a lot of the, the things in the game, you mm -hmm. come across these events where you have no choice but to, to you know, fight or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or you, you come across, uh, you know, um, architecture mm -hmm. and stuff like that. This is much bigger and grander than you. And we wanted mm -hmm. to make the father feel kind of small. Mm. Uh, a little bit like I think, like what the Coen brothers do, you know, in some of their movies, like No Country for Old Men. Right. Like you know, yeah. the hero, like Josh Brolin, is like he's kind of the hero, but he's also just kind of this guy that falls into this situation and tries to make yes. the best of it. And at the end, you're, you're kind of like a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, you don't even know what really happened to the guy. There isn't this clean resolution, and mm -hmm. so we kind of like that kind of storytelling where you, if you took like two weeks of someone's life. Mm -hmm. And you kind of, you know, tried to show that. That's nice. kind of what trying to make. So, Listen, yeah. man, you transitioned perfect because that's literally what I was about to ask you. And it, it was just about the main event, why we are here. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? This game that we, we obviously, I've seen in 2017. And, um, you know, to be completely honest, we set this offline. You know, it was something I was hunting down for a while. I remember first seeing that trailer 
and completely blown away by the cinematic, the the atmospheric elements. And, um, you know, it was just something, again, as a, as a fan of a person who played inside, especially first feel was out of this world where yeah. the, there's yep. no... Fade to black. Yes, it's Fade yeah. to black. And then saw what was cool. Like, I love those games where there's no narration and it, like the atmosphere. The environmental okay, so. storytelling. Yeah, yes. Yes. environmental yeah. storytelling. It was so, just the, the grunts and every, yes. it was the music, everything. And it, again, it's one of those things. And I think there was a scene specifically that um, reminds me of where like, you know, I don't so you get out the water and you don't know what's going on. And you see kind of like the little, the wild, the, the will, the black will to be. So whatever that thing mm-hmm. is. And you're like, yo, what's that? And it's watching. <laughs> like, don't, don't, I miss the games where it don't hold your hand. And yeah. literally that's what until the end, like I've seen it. And then you see one of those creatures from another race looking at, you know, the main torment looking guy. And then what was different was I thought it was going to be more so like on the inside tip. But when I saw the combat, and I'm like, wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, there's parrying and there's faking. And I'm like, oh, there's a fighting system here. Like, this, mm-hmm. this is something. So I wanted to get into that because it's a huge departure from the other two in that respect because you have that aspect. And then it also, I know we're Punch-Out fans. I thought of Punch-Out. I thought of, like, you got your block, your high, low, you know, timing and all that stuff. So let's get into that. Like, the thought process about designing a game in that fashion and it's just a huge departure from obviously the Metrovanias and the, you know the the, the right. Souls likes kind of thing. Let's get into that part. Yeah, so I mean, I uh, I, I think two D. Uh, although there's a lot of two D games, I still think it is you know a side on view is still one of the the quintessential video game views mm. that gives you an experience that you can't really replicate in real life. Like mm. even though I think first person and you know over the shoulder uh, is great, I think that it, it's something that it, that comes close to to real life in many ways, right? Like I can walk through a forest and kind of feel a little bit like I might be in like Death Stranding or something. Or something. <laughs> uh, you need packages but, for that, sir. You need packages. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> let me start. Let me start with the slander. Continue, continue, continue. <laughs> but, but, but 2D, I think, is really unique. So, um, you know, we wanted to make something like that. I, I also like, and it kind of leaving Microsoft, minimal UI design was kind of a, a very big yes. and kind of trendy. Mm-hmm. And so that yeah. kind of influenced some of my art, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, and, and definitely Sarah's art. So, mm-hmm. so trying to capture that, I, we also really wanted to capture the feel. Maybe this is, it's, it's, it's interesting when someone asks you like how to unwind your creative thinking. So yeah, let's go. On the fly, but mm-hmm. um, my brother being a concept artist mm-hmm. and always liking concept art, mm-hmm. concept art, like it tends to give you the impression of a scene mm-hmm. without the details. Right, like mm. enough detail for you to get a feel and a, yes. of the mood and the tone, yes. but it doesn't worry about like you know the little intricacies that you might have if you fully rendered the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we want to capture that feel for people where we, we try to keep the art stylized enough mm-hmm. so you know what's going on, but also mm-hmm. abstract enough so you can pour yourself into the experience, right? Um, you know, um, so you can kind of imagine what the emotions are without us yes. trying, without us forcing you know you to think a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the combat system itself really evolved from us doing a lot of prototyping and, and kind of testing things out, mm-hmm. but kind of coming to these insights around mm-hmm. what makes 2D really special. So mm-hmm. I'm a big believer, and I always felt this way at Microsoft whenever I'd try to take on something that mm-hmm. if you're going to do something, you know, Steve Jobs would have said, well, just do it different because, right. you know, we're Apple and we do it different. But, right. but I think of it more as do it, do it differentiated. So mm-hmm. think about what makes your medium really unique mm-hmm. and build a, a set of systems around that uniqueness. So for me in 2D, Mm-hmm. things you can do that you can't really do in 3d is judge left and right distance right mm-hmm. high and low and be able to see behind you yes 
right? And these are things like 3D, you know, like Dark Souls, if it suffers from everything, is like one, the camera gets in your way. Mm-hmm. And two, it's very hard to like see around you, you know, and you often get, you know, kind of, you get cheaply killed, I find. In, in some of the- <laughs> yeah, because you're fighting with the camera. You yeah, can't, yeah. I completely hear what you're yeah. with that. And then, mm-hmm. so you, you know, if you go like old school God of War, you don't have to, I can't see behind myself problem, but you can't really judge height anymore. Like you're really restricted almost to like, like if you if you de if you deconstruct God of War, mm-hmm. it's really like asteroids, right? Like mm-hmm. God of War is like asteroids, and you're just trying to like keep guys off you, yes, and then that's threats and take the next guy. And so, mm-hmm. um, we hadn't seen a game that had done 2D combat mm-hmm. that really put the three things together. Like mm-hmm. you know, Street Fighter definitely does a lot of high low and zoning, yes, mm-hmm. right. But you know, you don't really fight multiple guys, right. and so we we thought those three elements mm-hmm. would make for a really interesting system, mm-hmm. and then we layered on. You know the ability to use friendly fire right yes. like we i love emergence in games mm-hmm. like uh I, I was just playing blood roots the um you know i don't know if you guys know that game it's it's another indie game but they mm-hmm. it's all it's all about picking up these obstacles mm-hmm. and then throwing them at people like you can pick up a tire and like roll in it you can pick up a okay. firecracker okay. fire and, and it's all about like emergent gameplay gotcha um and so i love when you can kind of feel smart by doing things mm-hmm. uh, in the game world and then you have these aha moments like oh man i can use like a guy who throws spears against another guy or mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever the case may be. And then the train we thought was interesting, like mm-hmm. being able to use like walls and knock guys off cliffs and, mm-hmm. and have opponents that could follow you where you go. Like mm-hmm. a lot of TV games, um, you know, especially the old guys like Castlevania, the guys, the, the, they were, they were zombie guys. <laughs> they were smart, they point. would just like run yeah. off the edge and kill themselves. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, locked on a platform, like mm-hmm. they'd run back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's fine. I mean, in certain cases, but we want to have <laughs> like, guys can jump and follow you and, you know, climb after you and things like that. And so, Let's get um, it. You know, kind of have that like action movie kind of feel. Like if you watch like Die Hard, like he doesn't just spend all his time fighting on one, you know, yeah. Bruce Willis doesn't spend all of his time like fighting on one platform. He like knocks a guy into right. a wall and then goes into the next room and they climb the thing. And, and mm-hmm. so we want to kind of have moments that, that, that you know, like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we really just tried to make something differentiated based on uh, a perspective, a view that we thought was neat. Um, and that really hadn't been done before. No so. doubt. Let me ask you that. Shout out to uh, my boy Cat Daddy Fast X. He said, "Does Unto the End have a good level of difficulty?" <laughs> I think I think so. What do you what yeah. your answer there? Good level. I you know I don't, I don't I guess that it's always interesting. The difficulty question is always interesting because um, I think I Sarah and I like to think of it as not difficult but challenging. And so yes. let me kind of qualify that a bit. So mm-hmm. I think things are difficult when. No matter how skillful you are, how how much you practice with something, you can still die uh, unexpectedly. Yes. Uh, and so, to me, that is uh, not a kind of game that they can be frustrating. That kind mm-hmm. of difficulty. Mm-hmm. I think a game is that is challenging is a game that um, when you when you get good with it, mm-hmm. new encounters are are demanding because they're novel, not right. because they throw like they drop anvils on your head and you, you know. You <laughs> <laughs> and so. Uh, under the end is a, is a very challenging game in the sense that we consistently throw the father into into situations that are bigger and kind of unexpected mm-hmm. and then we um we leave it to the player to unwind those things yes and figuring out figure out how to kind of overcome them in an, in, in a quote-unquote easy way so mm-hmm. i would say difficulty you know to, to use the more kind of generic term difficulty we would we would say mm-hmm. um like a punch out kind of thing i don't know if yeah. people punch out difficult right uh i don't think it's as punishing as say like uh a dark souls i think okay. I, I love dark souls i think dark souls is mm-hmm. 
maybe other people will think it's as punishing as Dark Souls, but we have a save model like Hyperlight Drifter. Okay. So okay. Our, our idea was not to make it so that, I mean. Or are you starting us back at the beginning of the level when we die? <laughs> <laughs> do I got to do the whole level if I do that? That's what they want to know, man. I, I think I think that uh, no, so you don't have to do that. I think I think uh, <laughs> same states. Are, yeah, no, I, I think Dark Souls is a bright, brilliant game, and I think its model works really well. But for us, we wanted every enemy to be unique. Okay. So, like a punch out fight, in a, not in a boss rush way, but every encounter in the collection of enemies makes up a unique encounter and they have a reason for being there in the story. Mm. Uh, Dark Souls follows a little bit more of a model where you're encountering mobs of characters that are waiting for you. It's more like running yes. a gauntlet over yes. and over again. Yes. Yes. Um, right. And and Under the End was more about kind of that play dead kind of model mm. or even the older school, you know, Under the World or, oh, or yeah. Flash, where they're telling you a story based on the environment yes. and the encounters with those creatures. Uh, you know, they make sense for the world. Like they're nice. they're not just like waiting for you. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, they're often surprised you're even there. Yes, and react you you know react to your presence uh, aggressively because they're like, who is this human? You know, it's <laughs> like they should, mm -hmm. he should be here. Should right? be here. I, I, so, I, I want to stop you for a second. Go ahead, Attic. Yeah, I hear you talking. Was Attic? Always enjoyed games mm -hmm. that I, I always like. There's two types of difficulty when when I think of games. There's difficulties like. You know, games that are built around those challenges in mind. And then there's difficulties like, let's just give everyone more health, make them take more damage, make them do more mm -hmm. damage to you. Like, I feel like that's artificial difficulty. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. not challenging. It's frustrating. Mm -hmm. There's something like, something like, you know, stuff that's made in with the Souls formula. Like, that was designed to be challenging. It wasn't designed to be difficult. Okay. I feel, I feel you going. I think that's a really good point, actually. Like, like you know, like we we don't have any uh, inflated like health pools. You know, like we don't have bot fights that have like you know, well, mm -hmm. you know, this guy's going to take fifty hits to kill, and, mm -hmm. and you know, like we 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 try to make it much more like a, a Bushido blade, or or you know, like a, mm -hmm. or if you are that. if you're skilled, you know, you can you can defeat every enemy pretty easily. Like our our kind of model is mm -hmm. uh, when we play. We have to be able to beat every opponent and every encounter without taking any hits and be able to do it in multiple ways. Gotcha. Uh, if you right. can't do that, then it's too hard. Gotcha. You know, so uh, mm -hmm. it really should feel easy for me to go through it and play it because mm -hmm. I'm designing these guys. Mm -hmm. um, but for someone going through it for the first time, it should feel, you know, challenging and demanding and, and hopefully enjoyable. So that's yeah. the kind of balance you're trying to strike. It's Not like the Dark Souls games. You could beat them really fast, but the first time you play them, it's yeah. going to take you a long, a long time. time. Absolutely. You're super overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I want to yeah. touch on something because you, you started deep dive with it in a sense of there's two things. Obviously, we saw some behind the scenes things that were pretty impressive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Salute to Lord Steven for that. That was amazing. Um, I guess the thing that I wanted to talk about in reference to the game was that two parts. One... I didn't realize that in this game, you have the ability to avoid combat with the other races. And there mm -hmm. are certain things that you can do that kind of lead to that, which is kind of <laughs> cool. I've never, I didn't, I didn't think this game had that dynamic on about it. What, tell me about that process, you know, and kind of incorporating that into a game like this. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, th thanks a lot guys, by the way. Um, yeah. So we, we wanted to make a, again, a story about a father, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's not, He's not a, a mar he's not a murderer. He's not a he's not a you no. Know, he's not a, out there to go and, and slay a lot of guys out of anger. He's really just trying to find the, the fastest way home. Right. Um, and he happens to go through these situations where he he, he needs to fight. Mm -hmm. um, but there, we wanted to kind of make it so that the creatures you're fighting, some of them, 
um, mm -hmm. are just as smart, if not smarter than you. They have just as much culture and background. Mm -hmm. They have lives and families like you do. We, mm -hmm. There's this quote where it's like, uh, every time you meet someone, mm -hmm. you know, they're fighting a battle that you know nothing about. Mm -hmm. That's very true of life. And I, I think it's very true of like, why can't it be true in games? True. Why, mm -hmm. why do these creatures you fight, why do they just have to be these mindless automatons? Why can't they also... Be nice. worried about a loved one or be protecting their children or whatever. Yes, there's a specific so, scene with that. I love that. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have these moments in mm -hmm. the game where we um, we allow you to, we definitely allow you to fight. And mm -hmm. that's to us part of the uh, agency we give the player. That's mm -hmm. what to us makes it feel like it's your story mm -hmm. versus our story being told to you. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then we allow you to, um, in certain cases, be peaceful. You can put your sword away and walk by. Mm -hmm. Or you can actually offer up some of your your resources that you've you've gathered to help them out yes um and then there's also kind of these knock-on effects where you'll get certain items mm -hmm. uh, either through exploration or from other characters and then you can use those you can give those to other characters and so mm. there's this, like you know these forks in the road so to speak with respect to the narrative mm -hmm. uh that that get impacted based on these decisions nice. uh, and ultimately kind of the how the game kind of concludes and mm -hmm. and really who the father is when he gets back to his family like mm -hmm. um i don't know why this pops to mind but there was like all those old jail movies, like in the eighties, like the one with Tom Selleck and like when they go back to their family, you know, like they're they're and they're fundamentally changed. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And so I would imagine a father who he has to like you know fight his way through these uh, you know foreign lands would come back to his family and and be you know like he would coming back from war. Uh, yep. you, you would probably be a changed person. And will your you know your wife and daughter will they recognize you anymore? And will mm. you even want to you know be a father anymore? Is mm -hmm. is kind of a question we ask and mm -hmm. and we allow that to play out uh, based on the player's decision. So, Fire. Yeah. Two more questions with, with before uh, until the end. As far as one thing I like that you guys, you don't have any health bar on a traditional right. level. <laughs> Everything yeah. is based on the feel of your main character. I call him Torment, my guy Torment. Sure, sure, like, yeah. So like <laughs> I've seen certain states, right? You know, he's healthy, yeah. he's upright, he's fine. Then you kind of got the, okay, he's a little damaged, heavy breathing. Then I haven't seen the, the one knee kind of bend the yeah. knee a little bit, yeah. you know? Yeah. So like, tell me about that. And then like getting your character you know, the things you could do to get your character, you know, life back or whatever. Shout out to the car going by. <laughs> and then um, also, back to Sarah, because I know she's not here. Her, I wanted to ask, like, what's her specific role with Untenay? Like, what are the things that she's responsible for in conjunction with you? Sure, yeah. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, health care stuff I'll tackle first. So mm -hmm. uh, there's this kind of principle in UI design called the foci of attention, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. says, like, when I'm working on something, and you can see this, like, in movies, it happens everywhere. When you're mm -hmm. working on something, you tend to kind of get like tunnel vision and as things get more intense, mm -hmm. you tend to focus more on the, the, the things that matter most to you, right? You've mm -hmm. probably seen uh, psychological studies where like a guy's shooting free throws. Yes. And, uh, you know, the psychologist like, okay, count the number of balls that go in the net. And then mm -hmm. like a gorilla, guy in a gorilla suit like runs in the background and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that, you know, that's all like foci of attention stuff. And so mm -hmm. we wanted to make it so that the player's focus needs to be on the the hero, the main character, and the opponent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, putting, like, UI around the, the fringes now divides your focus. Mm -hmm. And so now you have to go back and forth between this, these, these things. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, it's interesting. Like, a lot of what we're doing, I think it's interesting. A lot of what we're doing <laughs> is uh, trying to push back or put push aside, maybe, or divert, like, 20 or so years of mm -hmm. convention mm -hmm. as to what it means to make a game about a guy with a sword right. who's fighting things, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of the assumptions coming in are, 
Okay, it's going to be fast paced. You're going to be fighting large number of enemies. Mm -hmm. It's more about the individual pad, like a dead cells is a really mm -hmm. good nice uh, solve, of that. solve no, likes that solve likes that no, that's yeah that's oh, where yeah. i'm at with Brilliant, it right yeah. but but dead cells is a game where it's very fast-paced every enemy has a specific thing they do well and it's mm -hmm. kind of learning that thing right. and then figuring out the different you know how to use your different capabilities versus those things mm -hmm. and so um i think dead cells is, a, is really a masterwork and movement and and pacing and stuff like that uh, but unto the end is not that at all like it's okay. very different than that mm -hmm. um but when people come into a game, if their if their expectations are not aligned correctly, they won't enjoy it. So we have to right. do all these things, like make it so that you know we have this thing like if you roll off a cliff, mm -hmm. uh, you'll you'll fall face first and drop your sword. <laughs> right? And uh, we do that because because we want to show you, like, look, man, movement is a, is a deliberate thing. You have to pay attention to what you're doing in this yeah. game, right? Like nice. if you're in a hallway and jump up and hit your head, uh -huh. you'll like mm -hmm. back your head and hurt yourself, nice. and then you'll drop your sword. And so. Um, like you can kill yourself by smashing your head against the. the, the <laughs> I love all the head trauma. The head trauma. I'm all about this. <laughs> That's actually motivated by a story, but I, I I'll tell you that maybe later. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the, the the point is though we're trying to push that tide away, and part of it is getting rid of the HUD and mm. and making it so that you know blood is on the hero mm. because the, the most important skill in the game to develop as a player is mm. the ability to observe. Yes. and read and react to the threats in the world yes look at your environment kind of in the macro level and see how you could use that to your advantage mm -hmm. and then at the micro level be able to look at an opponent mm -hmm. and see if they're attacking high or low or they mm -hmm. are they you know faking me or bashing me or whatever mm -hmm. nice. so it just made sense to kind of keep everything mm -hmm. um Fire. focused in that way love yeah. it so sarah's role so, just when it yeah, in terms of sarah sorry, mm -hmm. that's cool here. gotta uh, shout out the wife <laughs> yes no i mean sarah and i are, are 100% a team on this. We really collaborate on all aspects. So Sarah is, mm -hmm. uh, I always say, a much more natural mm -hmm. artist than me. Like I, I consider myself more of kind of an inventor designer okay. with artistic skills, mm -hmm. um, where Sarah is uh, really like a, a pure artist. Like if she lived, you know, back in the days of Da Vinci, she would be like, she just have canvas. So, um, but we do collaborate a lot of the stuff. Like so we both do the artwork. Nice. Uh, Sarah tends to do more of the outdoor spaces, and I tend to do more of the indoor spaces. Okay. okay. Uh, Sarah's better at uh, natural mm -hmm. art, like take like a lot of our gameplay is inspired by hikes and stuff we've done, and yes. that feeling of being lost, but mm -hmm. kind of like tumbling to find your way. Mm -hmm. and I think that natural kind of beauty and, and composition Sarah's a lot better at, mm -hmm. so she takes on that stuff. Mm -hmm. I like a little bit more of the in indoor things. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely much more of a, a nerd kind of geek than Sarah. Okay. okay. Uh, what about like the I, character designs? What about like? Because I love the torment character. You got the cloak. You got the okay. even the, the wife and child. Like it kind of like I was like, oh, are they kind of playing on their relationship with the wife and child thing? I mean, definitely, there's a little bit of that. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. They're, they're definitely a lot fiercer, and probably if if we were in martial times, would be a better warrior. Really, really <laughs> it's the beefed up uh, version of y'all. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we everything. There is nothing we do in the game that isn't like. I mean, we're only two people too, right? So right. when you have a small crew, you really don't have a choice. But mm -hmm. we also, yeah, we really play off each other. You know, like I'll I'll often like start a concept, mm -hmm. and then Sarah will like give me notes, and then I'll I'll iterate, or Sarah yes. will like work on an environment and be like, what about this kind of a feel of like say a forest, and then mm -hmm. I'll give her feedback. So mm -hmm. it definitely goes back and forth. I would say the one thing that is really good is that. Mm -hmm. um, Sarah it likes games, but she's not like a super hardcore gamer, right? Gotcha. And so she's able to look at game 
mm-hmm. uh, things and say, I, I don't know why, like for her, a health bar is not a, like an, an obvious mm-hmm. thing. Like she's right. like, I don't mm-hmm. know why we need a health bar. Like mm-hmm. why, why, why is that the way you have to do it? Right. Oh, okay. Uh, I got you. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to like, for example, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you could argue like, why don't we show like damage points when the guy gets hit? Right. Mm-hmm. And, like to Sarah, that, that, that's not a thing that she cares about. She would never like, that's not an obvious thing. Right. It's mm-hmm. only, you're kind of indoctrinated in games to yes. some of these, yep. um, like the way to, to do force it. Right? You're thinking like that's yeah. supposed to be the way. Really like challenge these things and, nice. and think about them from a kind of creative artistic perspective without being bogged down by some of the nice, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think I tend to be a little bit more like, like I wake up pretty much every morning and say, "Hey, I had an idea," mm-hmm. and then Sarah, you know, will be like, "Okay," and but she's good at like looking at an idea mm-hmm. and saying, "Like that's." baloney like we don't need to do that <laughs> and i would say like relationship wise yes. i don't know if you've ever done anything with a significant other but that's what i was about to ask you it is like that push pull let's get to it let's get to it you work on something for all like a whole day and then you know someone comes and says i i don't know look trash that's trash steven <laughs> like send that, that back <laughs> you, know, you know when you watch like uh i don't know like i watch a lot of british bake-off i don't know if you guys watch that show but like someone's trying to make like a, a horse or something mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the judge will come by and be like, "What is that? A, a seal?" And then, like, you can see them, like, just you can see them deflated. Deflated, yeah. yeah. That's kind of the thing, right? Like, I'm work, you know, I'll be working on, I don't know, some attack animation, and mm-hmm. Sarah will say something like, "I don't know, it looks like he's punching the guy or something." And I was like, "Oh, it's a sword." And and that's just like the first couple times that happens, you you're just like crushed, right? You really yeah, of are. Of course, crushed. of course. But you realize that uh, you need that feedback. Mm-hmm. And it has to be unvarnished, and mm-hmm. and you have to get it from someone you respect, mm-hmm. right? It's a level of honesty that you're working with each yes. other that makes it better because you know she has your best interests at heart, so she wants yeah. you to shine at your best. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing this, you understand I can respect her opinion of it, and maybe it does look stupid. Yeah. Let me fix this part right here because you know her honesty is coming through. So and you trust each other. It's, a, it's about trust. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Like I, I, I have to think back to like you know George Lucas making the prequels, mm-hmm. and at that point he was like a god. You know, like every, everyone mm-hmm. feared him. And I don't think anyone was willing to say like I don't know George like this idea. On the first one, he had people that were like you know would would tell him honestly what they thought, and I, I think that. It is really, you know, it makes a big difference. Kojima it. syndrome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Yeah. We're not yeah. gonna do that today. We we we, we have a topic later. We, <laughs> no doubt, man. Shout out to Cat Daddy for Philly. They actually snuck away from IOP just to take a look at the trailer. For uh, it's, uh, it's a beautiful game, guys. I'm I can't like when he said, uh, and you can see it too. It, the collaboration between the two. The outdoors, what he said is her strength. Let her play to her strength because he acknowledges that's not his strength and it shows. Like, and then you go to the inside and you're like, wow, that looks as equally as good as the outside because that's his strength and he played to his strength. The animation, it's. I'm, I can't wait. You know, yeah, I yeah, really yeah. can't wait. To be Absolutely, honest with you. So you got it. The, the realm is very hyped. They're doing their research. They're like, what is this game these guys are talking about? But I yeah. want to now transition now. To what I call the magic moment. So let's, <laughs> let's bring it back, man. So it's E3, E3, 2019. E3 2019, brother. E3 2019. You know what I'm saying? And um, obviously, Microsoft had a huge presence, had a huge show. They were the only one there that year, you know what I'm saying, this year. But um, we saw at the a little vignette, you know what I'm saying? And there it was, until the end, debuting on the Xbox uh, press briefing stage. So I just wanted to ask you, Lustig, like, 
How did it feel to get the call from Microsoft to be selected? Like, this is literally the Super Bowl of gaming, and your game is included in a vignette on stage. You was like, tell me the vibes. What was the thought process at that point? I mean, it's kind of it's kind of surreal, right? Especially mm -hmm. when you hear about it and you're like, okay, uh, that you know, like you're you're you you get ready, kind of like mentally prepare, you know, mm -hmm. for like, okay, I'm gonna watch this thing on stage. You're very proud. You, I mean, make it as I said earlier. I think like making a game is an incredibly hard thing to do, and and mm -hmm. Sarah and I, you know, really been working like crazy on this thing. So when you get acknowledgement from from kind of an industry leader, you feel. Mm -hmm a degree of vindication right it, it, mm -hmm. it is like also this weird roller coaster though because you and it, the same thing kind of happened with uh getting just back from egx like you get mm -hmm. you go to these things or you have these moments and you feel amazing right you're yes. like wow we've really accomplished this thing mm -hmm. but then you kind of come down and you're like okay we still have to finish this yeah it is it is uh mm -hmm. it is draining mentally but yeah like having getting the call from microsoft was a huge mm -hmm. Really, you know, like, yeah, really validated, like, all of our hard work. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, is it pressure it, now? Is it pressure now that you got the call, they recognize the greatness, but now it's like, yo, we really got to deliver now. You feel them. You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone back the truck up now. Like, yeah, is I, it pressure I, now? I think there's a bit of that, but I also think, like, Sarah and I put a ton of pressure on ourselves to make something we're extremely proud of. Like, mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to, at the end of this thing, be done and be like, oh, I just made a game, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. I want to make a game that people really think, like, I don't, I don't need everyone to love it. I don't think that's mm -hmm. even possible, but right. you know, I want to make a game where when people play it, it does feel like a really unique experience. And, mm -hmm. and really, Sarah and I feel like, yeah, we, mm -hmm. we pushed it, you know, as far as we could have. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of pressure comes from within. Mm -hmm. uh, seeing it on stage in the moment. And having like you know Keanu Reeves come out, and, it, <laughs> and then like having our little game part of like <laughs> that was like surreal, man. That that's like a moment where like I often think like if I went back and told like you know fifteen-year-old me like yes. that's going to happen, what? I would have said get, <laughs> out, like, here. get out of here. Right? Yeah, there's bro. no way. Right? Made it. Um, listen, Lord Cognito went absolute nuts. Yeah, I think I, I like, yeah. I, I was sitting next to Cognito and, 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 and as soon as it came up in the trailer, I feel his arm, his hand on my arm like, yo, 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 this is, this is the game. And I'm bro, like, I lost yes. it, bro. I lost because it. Because this okay. is like, you know, you make a discovery. We go to mm -hmm. these uh, game shows, you know, and we find games that we like. We talk mm -hmm. amongst each other. Yo, what, what game you like the most? Mm -hmm. Well, I like this game over here. And what we like to do is drag each other to the game we like the most, yes, right? Yes, yes, yep. So, so we will drag each other to it, and we'll see a game, and we just hope the rest of the world can get a piece yes. or get a glimpse of this uh, mm -hmm. game mm -hmm. that maybe not too many people know about. Yes. So to right. see your yes. game, that he saw someplace else in his heart on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Kick it, nailed it. it. Yeah. You know what it's, it is? It's, it's, the way, that means a ton. The really way it is for me, it's like, you know, when the Lords, we all go addicts of all of we go to these shows. And especially like a PAX or something like that. To me, that's yes. I call like like that's the grassroots. That's okay, you finish, you're now showing it off for the first time. So you have these little gems, and it for me it's like it, it's like sports. So it's like if that was that was my little draft pick, they they got they got the call. They got the call to the big leagues now. Like I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, I remember them. That's my man. Because at the end of the day, it's like 
you know, again, you know, not to go too deep, but remember when, you know, I told you I, I lost track of you guys. I remember when I first came across the game in 2017, I'm like, wow, this looks amazing, right? And then I, that's why I wanted to ask you about that period because there was a kind of period you guys went dark for a little bit. Yep. And I didn't know what happened. And I'm like, okay. Then I seen the big, big Sugar come in. And I'm like, okay, maybe they got picked up. I'm like, okay. And then the bombshell is like, oh, this is Microsoft. This is now in Game Pass. This is like, yo, we we out here now. So like, tell us that process. Because again, there was a period where you went away. So I just wanted to know, you know, what was going on during that process. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was a it was a tougher time, I would say. Like, there was kind of two aspects of that. One, um, we originally signed with a, a, comp- a publisher called Digirati. Yes. And uh, Digirati then became Digital Uppercut. Yes, yes. That I was actually part of. Like, I, I it was not super well known, but I was actually part of that. Wow. Like, the reason I, I joined that, like, there was four guys, mm-hmm. uh, myself, uh, a guy named Nick, Matt, and Christian. We started mm-hmm. Digital Uppercut. Oh, wow. Uh, and that was going to be kind of like... Um, yeah, like a, a sister label to the Digirati stuff, gotcha. right? And the end was going to be one of the first games. There's a couple other games that were coming out for that. Mm-hmm. And so that, um, there were some ups and downs with that. I think balancing, mm-hmm. without getting into too much detail, because it yeah. probably mm-hmm. legal trouble, but that, there was some challenges. <laughs> um, and then also we had, a, we had a developer working with us. Uh, so Sarah and I were able to focus on the art. Mm-hmm. And we had a developer working with us. And uh, he had, he was, a you know, a, an ex Microsoft guy had retired mm-hmm. and uh, very smart guy started tons of startup, you know, companies and, mm-hmm. and actually worked at Microsoft for a while. Mm-hmm. But I think we underestimated um, how important that feel for games is. Yes. You know, like he, he was a very talented programmer, mm-hmm. um, but that feel for games um, mm-hmm. was not something he, he was really passionate about. He didn't gotcha. really have it. Gotcha. And so we ultimately had to part ways. And, and gotcha. in doing that, we, threw away about a year's worth of work. Wow. Mm. That's what happened. Okay. Wow. So, wow. Like the, in that fall of, mm-hmm. when the heck was that? 2018 it must have been. Yeah, 2018, I was scouring, man. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. find you. I was like, where they at? We basically had to make a decision like, okay, um, what are we going to do here? Right? Like we we didn't want to take his code forward because that can create all these IP issues yeah. down the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like social network or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so it was like, okay, am I going to rewrite this whole game engine from scratch or are we going to find someone else or whatever? So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I have a computer science background, but mm-hmm. I'm not, well, I mean, first to admit, I'm not the world's greatest programmer. Okay. I don't like, I know really brilliant programmers. And I'm not one of them, Right. Um, but I, I'm confident enough with programming and I have a lot of passion that I can kind of figure it out. Yeah. Um, so I decided to rewrite the engine mm. uh, myself. And mm. so that, and you, stayed other, Unity? you stayed in Unity? Yeah, I stayed in Unity and, mm-hmm. and you know wrote the thing in C sharp and mm-hmm. uh, that was about eight months of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so wow. then you know that kind of gets us to like you know on the path where we are now. But yeah, mm-hmm. we had to do a, almost we had some of the art and and a lot of the animations and kind of levels mm-hmm. blocked up. We had to do a pretty big reboot mm-hmm. uh, when that dev left. Um, wow. Yeah, and then the Big Sugar thing was Big Sugar decided the guy who runs that decided to. Stop digital uppercut. Mm-hmm. Start a new label. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what the reasoning for that was, but yeah, that it's still the same company the whole yes. time, the same publisher. Oh, uh, but it's been, um, yeah, it's gone through some some changes in terms of branding and, and vision and stuff like that. So, wow, that is yeah. tremendous, man. You yeah. got that, that decision must have been extremely hard uh, because you had all this work that was done, and to just delete and start from scratch. Mm-hmm. That must have been a serious conversation, you know, going yeah, forward. It was really tough. It's it's like, um, and it's 
there's a lot of you see these graphs right like making a game is like you start out and everything's great then you go into this like dark valley of like mm -hmm. no idea what you're doing and then you kind of come out mm -hmm. and that was definitely like the darkest of valleys where mm -hmm. it was very much uh man what are we doing like what mm -hmm. you know you also have to add on like we sold our house left our mm -hmm. job yeah. we're living out of a suitcase at that time like we were in, oh, wow. in Chile, in wow. south america and um mm. we're you know we're like <laughs> what the hell are that we happened. doing wow. i have the theory that you can only take on as a human so many unknowns right mm -hmm. so we were like mm -hmm. you know we had no idea like uh you know what's our future gonna be like we had no idea where we're gonna live we, did, mm -hmm. we worked out this project that didn't seem to have any future mm -hmm. uh and so i don't know why i, I think to make do something like that you have to be a little bit nuts i think <laughs> this I, is passion brother this, this is determination like optimism optimism to a degree but mm -hmm. i guess we believed in it enough mm. um to try it and then yeah i, I think it, it kind of it just started working and and you know the fact that i was writing it it actually made it better i thought because it it's it's whenever you work on something whenever you defer an idea mm -hmm. that is hard to explain to someone else yes it'd be hard to make sure like you know, if, if we were, say, trying to do, mm -hmm. uh, let's say we're trying to do like a Contra, mm -hmm. like Contra and make a, make it like with a sword or something, right? Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. It's easier for someone to wrap their head around. But if we're trying to make a game that doesn't really have mm -hmm. an existing kind of model, it's it's harder for people to build off of and, of and make right. So of course. It, it turned out to be the right decision for me to do mm -hmm. uh, all that programming. But if I never have to program again after this. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, brother, you come full circle wow that let me tell you man that is really inspiring you know what i'm saying i didn't yeah i didn't realize how how it got how how low it got and just to see you guys turn this thing around take control of your vision you know and then again like i said to me the the the, the magic moment like i said you, you're getting this is the like the ultimate love story yeah i'm just sitting here like this is y'all took y'all was successful in your careers Mm -hmm. You had to have to sit down and talk about, okay, let's ditch this career. Mm -hmm. Should we have a family or should we try to just mm -hmm. finish this one last accomplishment together? Y'all decided that together. Mm -hmm. Y'all went on this journey together. Y'all went into that valley together. And y'all came out of that valley together with mm -hmm. these decisions together. Mm -hmm. And y'all are on this stage. You see your baby on this stage together. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm telling you that that bond must be super incredible mm -hmm. because y'all went through trials and tribulations. You went from having it all to having nothing to going back up that ladder nice. to having it all. Yeah. And that is a beautiful, beautiful story. Yeah, Not everybody has the courage to pursue precisely what they want in life. It's difficult because, you know, when you have something that's safe, mm -hmm. um, relatively safe, mm -hmm. it's, it's difficult to up and say, hey, no. I don't yeah. want safe. I want what I want. Mm -hmm. Facts, yeah. From a position, us of, as humans, we don't like to be uncomfortable. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a belief in the dream. So I just want to now get into. Thank the, you. I really appreciate that. I just want to say, that. we appreciate you for coming in and telling your story. This is amazing. Um, I want to get into now the the Game Pass dynamic. You know, and um, obviously, oh, yes. you know, you you <laughs> Captain Game Pass loves this. Uh, let me tell you, put your Game Pass wait, emojis in the chat. Let me, yo. Let me tell you. Mm -hmm. Each and every one of these millions and millions of people <laughs> are going to get a chance to play your baby, and this is this is it. This, this is, is it. it. So let, let's get to the game pass. Shout out to Cat Daddy. I see, I see, I see the chat. I see the live chat with the emoji. So let's get into that because um, obviously, you know, it was one thing to see the game ID at Xbox. A, a, you know, it's a great program saluting the indie developers, getting some shine on the big. Show. That's one thing. 
But now we're like, no, this is Game Pass as well. Because you, mm. you're also multi-plat, but then at, before you were multi-plat, you still are, correct? You're still multi-plat. Yes, that's right. Right, yep. but at this point, you go, boom, now it's in Game Pass on Xbox, most likely day and date, you know, on release. So tell us about that dynamic and if you feel that helps you as a developer. Yeah, so uh, mm. just to clip, yeah, we're on all, all platforms, you know, mm. all, all the consoles and, and steam and yep. then uh, day one on xbox for sure like yes. that'll be our first thing mm-hmm. uh, the only thing we can't be on is if there was a, a like sony has their own like you know uh, right. based service we couldn't be also on that for a period of time okay uh, yeah so the uh, honestly the xbox thing like was just amazing man like Whoa. i uh we met those guys at gamescom mm-hmm. uh we did a closed door kind of like press give me some names guys. give me drop some names drop some names charlie in there you know, come on now <laughs> He's got to get that exclusive. I need, I need the exclusive. We're in the, we're in the run with the Lord. Let me not get you in trouble. But if you, if, I, if you could drop a name, that would be appreciated. If not, continue. In terms of who we met with at... at yeah, uh, give me some Microsoft names. Bro. No, no, no. Uh, Nick, Nick Zuklich is a great okay. guy. And then, and then yeah. Telsville is also like from the marketing mm-hmm. side. So those are the two guys we met. It was Sarah and I. Nice. And then one guy from our publisher that, that chatted with them. Nice. Um, and I was. it was a pretty surreal experience because mm-hmm. they come in there. I, at game, Gamescom was behind closed door. You're doing, uh, you're meeting press and you're mm-hmm. telling about the game every 30 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like 30 minutes on, 30 minutes off, and this mm-hmm. is going on for three days. Mm-hmm. And so you're 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 losing your voice. You're you're trying to always come with the maximum amount of energy, yes. but you're, you know, you're giving them you're the your same pitch. Thing. Yeah, you're your pitch. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I never wanted to know who we were talking to, right? Like, because mm. I, like, I, I I didn't want to know. I didn't want to like you know i don't know work really hard to for like rock paper shotgun but then like not give as much energy to someone that gotcha. I didn't know, right uh, and also i didn't want to get nervous too nervous when i was talking right so anyway <laughs> and, and uh they were like just so impressed with what we'd done like they looked beautiful they were they didn't they were kind of like like you guys like they'd they'd seen the 2017 stuff mm-hmm. they expected it to be kind of like an inside limbo kind of maybe a little more story puzzle driven yeah. Mm-hmm. We opened up that demo with um, the combat, you know, with yeah. the, the mother and father sparring. Yes, and love that one. They, they were blown away, like they they really like were like, holy smokes! Like this is way more depth than we thought. Yes, and they were they were kind of throwing all these accolades at us, That's and right. to have that happen from like from a you know like I think Xbox at ID is a fantastic program, and I think Xbox Arcade, which is popular on the three hundred and sixty. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. The, the backbone of like that indie game, the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have those guys like say, Hey, this is really great. I think, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to put into words really, it mm-hmm. really like, helped Sarah and I feel like, wow, what we're doing, mm-hmm. uh, is worthwhile. And all those risks, we, it was very emotional to be honest. Like you, know, you, you do something different. Um, you get people who are like, I don't know, that's ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. no one's why don't you just do this other thing and mm-hmm. it's easier and blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And some of the people that are telling you that are pretty close to you. You know, it's yeah, not like that's your man. That's your that's your bro. <laughs> the street telling you like your idea isn't working. Like sometimes, like it's like people that you respect are telling you like this might not work. Wow. And so when someone like Xbox comes along and says, "Hey, we believe in this," mm-hmm. um, you know, they actually had one thing where they're like, uh, mm-hmm. "Why do you want to be famous?" The guy asked me. It's like, "Do you want to be famous?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, "I said no." Mm-hmm. I was like, "No, I, that's not." of interest to me mm-hmm. and then uh the guy, our publisher guy was like yes of course and, of course he wants to be famous <laughs> and uh that was kind of an interesting moment I, that's I, hilarious I, I felt like the right answer and it was truthful i, I that's not my goal to be mm-hmm. much famous but. but you want your game to be remembered 
Yeah, absolutely. Like if I can, if we can make something and people say like, wow, under the end, like that was an experience that really stood out for me, you know, among other experiences or mm-hmm. you know, that really challenged kind of my perception of what a 2D game could be or yes. you know, whatever. Like to me, the beautiful thing about games is they can give you these, these experiences that last with you for a lifetime. Facts. And I think that those don't come along that often really. Facts. So if, if I would be lucky enough to like make a game like that, that would be amazing. It's mm-hmm. immortality. Yeah, in yeah. a way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, because... Rabbit, when when you make this staple it's a staple when you make it and your game reverberates in this community because children are being born every day mm-hmm. right and they're going to play games games are going to be played into the end of time yep and when your game is mentioned in the name of Myomato mm-hmm. and these icons these pillars mm-hmm. And they mention you in your game. You want to be immortalized. Famous? No. Facts. Right. Immortalized, Facts. yes. You don't want yeah. to be forgotten, man. So, yeah, I just wanted to, to touch back into the, into the Game Pass portion. Like, yeah. Yeah. So no, then, how, yeah. How do you feel? Do you feel that helps you as a developer? Yeah, absolutely. So, they, so that comes with, uh, you know, the boost of confidence. It actually comes with a little – every deal is different, and I don't know how much legally I can say about this stuff. But they, mm-hmm. they do promise you mm-hmm. – so there's different models that get kicked around, right, just to okay. give you guys context. So, like – uh, the Apple Arcade model, what I might have heard is you get a you get a promised amount of money mm-hmm. for your your game, which I guess is based on some economists inside mm-hmm. of Apple decides how much they think your money your game will make and then mm-hmm. revert nears it into a, like a lump sum. Okay. Um, and then off Apple is also rumored to have a um, kind of a, a trickle pay mm-hmm. for the hours you pay play the game. Oh. Okay. Uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know any right. insight. I, from what I, from our experience with Xbox, they they promise you a lump sum of money mm-hmm. uh, on uh, release of the game, gotcha. and then uh, we can also sell the game on their their standard Xbox store. But if right. you're on Pass, you get you get it for free. Gotcha. So for us, the, the, it allowed us to no matter how, I don't think unless mm-hmm. you're one of these really really pure artists that's willing to like live on the streets for their art kind of thing. <laughs> I think they, you need to make some money yes. to make it gave you security. Right? Exactly yes. right. When, when Xbox says, "Hey, we're going to give you this lump sum of money," it allowed mm-hmm. us, Sarah and I. You, you never have a conversation anymore about like, mm-hmm. well, will that be attractive to players mm-hmm. from a financial perspective? Like, right. actually, the health bar thing is one thing, right? Will that mm-hmm. be too polarizing to people? Right. Will it turn off so many people that they won't buy the game, mm-hmm. right? But when Xbox gives that back, and you're like, "No, we're we're going to do this not just to be reckless, but because we believe in it artistically," mm-hmm. and, create, and Xbox gives you the confidence, that little mm-hmm. boost of confidence, to, like make those kind of decisions. Mm-hmm. And also, like as King was saying, like this thought that like people are going to be able to come to Game Pass and then try out the game with yes. zero barrier to entry, like yes. that's an amazing yes. opportunity for for you, 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 know, you, get people, mm-hmm. you get people that went into Game Pass for Gears and they still got it, and they're and they looking yeah. on the series like, what's this new game? And exactly. they try it out, sharing exactly. that real estate on the UI, you know. Again, with these other bigger games and AAA, yep. or, you know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's value to that. And I'm glad you said what you said because there's, there's a lot of misconception right now about Game Pass. And, and, and a lot of people are like, oh, it's, it's, it's hurting the developers. You know what I'm saying? And, mm. and I'm glad you said what you said because people think that, like, it's some giving away of, uh, you know, of a game. And, and right. it's not. It, it's, it's, it, for you, based on what you're saying, obviously yeah. there is a financial responsibility that is promised to you upon release. And Absolutely. then... Obviously, you know, having this game that might not have been seen. I mean, it, I, it, we know you're multi-plat, right? We know you're on PS4, you know you're on Switch, you know you're on Steam and all that stuff. But again, it's fighting for real estate on, on those platforms. And, and the good thing is, mm-hmm. you know, just because you're on Game Pass 
doesn't mean that, you know, I have my friend John that has a PlayStation come over and he sees me playing your game and he only got a PlayStation right. or PC. So now he got to go home and buy it. <laughs> right. No, but what what I like the most is the fact that, you know, because there's a lot of controversy, as Law Cognito was saying, about Game Pass in general. And the fact that you said, no, the bag is there. That gave me security, brother. That yeah. that in itself allows the decision making going forward a little bit more easier. Facts. And then you know, because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I I do this every week, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person that do does this. Mm-hmm. I pick one game mm-hmm. on the new releases mm-hmm. that I'm going to check out, mm-hmm. and I'm going to report about it. Good, yep. better, and different. Right. But something I'm curious about that I don't have, because we, we're in the economic times where hard-earned cash is not easy to come by. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you, you, you're you balancing multiple things. Mm-hmm. Or let's say this holiday season, you don't have enough money for gifts or whatever you're choosing mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. But and, and your game is going to have to take a backseat and you're waiting for your income tax to come up. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, that's the fun bucks. When the fun <laughs> bucks show up, you know, you, you're able to purchase two or three games. Or you're looking for a, a holiday specials like Black Friday or something mm-hmm. like that. This Game Pass alleviates that stress going forward because you're able to try things normally financially you aren't viable and able to do. Right. And yep. I'm so happy that it when they was like Game Pass, I said it's in there. Mm-hmm. More people will get a chance to see mm-hmm. and talk about your game. Facts. Facts. That's why I and, and this is not available. Mm-hmm. If this program is not in place, right? So yep. again, just, just for clarity, because again, there's a lot of misconceptions, Lord Stephen. Like a lot of people really feel—I shouldn't say a lot, but a lot of uninformed people, you know—are making assumptions that Game Pass is hurting you guys, right? That that there's no way that this can help the developers, and and, and it's just an assembly line of non-quality games being forced out. But right, so so for the record, can you say that that Game Pass is helping until the end? hundred percent. I mean, un- undoubtedly, uh, Sarah and I would be in a v- different mental state and, and kind of planning differently uh, if Game Pass wasn't around. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I think the, the there's definitely always misconception. I think the fear, I was actually on a panel at EGX talking about this exact topic, talking about subscription-based mm. uh, services and, and are, is it going to, you know, wreck games, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, for the moment, it's excellent. I don't want to put it, you know, a downer yeah. on things. No, no, just Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, it could go, mm-hmm. I don't think it will, but it could mm-hmm. go the way of like, you know, iTunes and, and kind of, you know, what Spotify has done mm-hmm. to the music industry, which, you know, when when someone releases an I don't know much about the music industry, my understanding mm-hmm. is if you release an album as an artist, mm-hmm. you get, you know, micro sense mm-hmm. for every uh, time that the song is played on something like Spotify. Right. And so that is out a lot of kind of independent artists mm-hmm. uh, can't make any money. Right. Alternative is the Netflix model, which is that. Netflix goes out and curates, uh, you know, uh, directors and, and creators that that are doing interesting things and brings them into the Netflix fold. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, you know, they would have had to uh, go the old kind of Hollywood route, which is like get one of the big studios to like make mm-hmm. a movie, do it entirely on their own. So right. I think if if and it seems to be that if mm-hmm. Xbox and these other you know subscription services, mm-hmm. Apple Arcade, mm-hmm. maintaining kind of the the Netflix route, right, uh, then we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we, the reason I feel like we will be okay is that mm-hmm. creativity is something that you is hard still to, to bottle up and write like a full book for, mm-hmm. both in terms of like what other creatives thinks is interesting, but also fans, people that right. don't consume content versus create it. Mm-hmm. And so 
you kind of are left with having to go with the Netflix model, I think, for games because it's so hard to predict what the next big hit would be, yes, right? Yes. One of my favorite games of all time and most big inspiration to me is Dark Souls. Nice. Which, when Dark Souls 1 came out, mm-hmm. you know, Demon Souls as well, like, that really bucked the trend of, like, yes. where AAA games were going, right? And mm-hmm. everyone, like, no one's going to play a game that is is really obtuse, that doesn't hold your hand. Good it's point. Okay. Um, and I, I don't, you know, I, I think without, you know, curating a catalog that mm-hmm. tastes having risks mm-hmm. you, you're going to lose a lot of you know good point good point you, it kind of like will balance itself out so i i think it's an excellent thing for mm-hmm. uh, for games definitely as developers for sarah and i it's mm-hmm. been amazing the xbox guys are just fantastic to work with they mm-hmm. they help both financially but also with you know in terms of marketing and stuff like that like getting yes. us on stage is exposure you, you know you, sarah and i could never get on our own so mm-hmm. yeah it's been, really been amazing i can't say enough good things the, the magic moment that's what i call it man like i said the little guy you know he's got he's got his shine and you made you made some valid points because again you know the way game design is going and the way these games are getting more expensive it's harder and harder for for uh, i feel for publishers to take risks with these games you know sometimes you know people kind of fall in those lines of you know if this is working, this is the new trend, whether it's looter shooter, whether it's battle royal, whatever it is, right? So like you said, sometimes these smaller obtuse games, they may look at you guys like, hey, that's a risk. But then you look at a service like a, a Game Pass or whatever, and you know, it's in this catalog, right? This whole curated catalog. So again, you may have the guy who's coming in there just specifically for the battle royal, for the FPS, for the looter shooter. And then it's like, oh, what's this? What's this unto the end thing? And because I'm subscribed, it's like it's free, so to speak, right? So it's like, oh, all right. And you know, you're you're sharing real estate with these other bigger giant games. And it's like, yo, look at this game. And then all of a sudden now more people discover it, more people discover it as opposed to it not being in a service like that. Yep. I think I think there is advantages to that, man. And again, I just wanted to salute you guys because again, I know how I felt when I saw you guys on that damn stage and I saw the game, even if it was two seconds, I was the loudest person in the, in the Microsoft theater in, in Cali. <laughs> and then we emailed and you're like, yeah. yeah I try to pull that, I don't know, man. I don't know why he's acting up. I was <laughs> like, that's my guy. I was yeah. like, there we go. You know what I'm saying? So, and then I was- to look around, make sure no one's looking at us. Yeah, I was, I was definitely out of control. I was, I, was, I was yelling, I was a little ridiculous. But <laughs> I had to say like, it was awesome. cool. Because you, we spoke after, and you're like, "This is what I couldn't tell you." You know what I'm saying? I'm like, "Oh, that's why." Okay, this is the big secret. So, yo, yeah. salute to Two Ton, man. This is really cool. Love what I'm hearing from that. And obviously, last question in reference to Unto, as far as you know, the famous my motto saying, you know, game finish game. You know, we we don't want it to be rushed. You know what I'm saying? But yes. we do want it. So, you know, what as we where we are now with development, and the, the kind of like where you your ETA as far as release, what you're thinking about. Yeah, we think summertime, it seems realistic. Sarah and I, are, we had a really good EGX. Summer uh, of Arcade. Really, what's that? Summer of Arcade part. Yeah, yeah. Um, we uh, we had a really good EGX. That was our first time showing it publicly. We had a lot of people play it. Feedback was really strong from that. So we don't feel like we have a lot of things to adjust and tune. I think when you're making a game, sometimes you have to pivot and that can slow down um, you know, development. So now it's just about finishing things. You know, We have all the major, all the systems are done. All the you know mechanics are built out. It's just about bringing up the art uh, to kind of the, the level of quality that we want. Mm-hmm. But we feel summer is is realistic. A, a little bit will depend on, um, basically we have, uh, our publisher will take the game, which we will build for PC mm-hmm. in Unity. Right. And they will do a port 
for the different uh, platforms oh, like okay. Switch and PlayStation. Right. Uh, Xbox should be pretty easy to do. Yes. Uh, Switch is harder. Switch is right. harder because, uh, you know, just from a technical perspective. Like, <laughs> fix your like, mouth. There will be no Switch slander in here. Let the man talk. <laughs> Switch gang is coming for y'all. PlayStation yeah, is coming for y'all. Hold on, hold on. Steve, can, can you do me a favor and repeat that sentence, please? Oh, my God. Here we go. Switch is a little bit Slander. You see this hardware slander what, I'm dealing with, Steve? What platform's harder? <laughs> you didn't say hard. It's just difficult. <laughs> Listen, speak, t- tell them that it's coming to one of the most yes. uh, vibrant <laughs> platforms for indie. That's well, how you answer But it. harder. That's all that matters. The harder <laughs> is difficult. I, I mean, Switch just want to be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, Lord Stephen, on the Switch side of things. Lord Stephen, just to let you know, we just rubbing uh, Cognito and Lord Sovereign in the wrong way right now because they are heavy Switch fans. We are all Switch fans. We all have Switches, but we just like they, to rub basically them Basically, the we way. get, me and, me and Sov get port shamed. Anytime yeah, right, right, the title right. is multi-plat comes to the switch and there's any type of uh, graphical fidelity issues, we yeah. always get clowned. But continue, yeah. sir. Oh, it, is a, it is a technical challenge. Uh, <laughs> See, come on, right, Steve. Yeah. You're not supposed to give them that. Fanning the fire. Fanning the fire. This is awesome. This is gold, baby. Oh, is my gold. God. Continue. I can break it down if you want, but like... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it, it is. It'll it'll require some extra work. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we gotta we gotta hold this L, so we gotta hold this. L. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta hold this L. He, he can't lie. He's telling us the truth. This is the best. This is the best right here. <laughs> Dizzy says they love claymation. Oh man, you know what they wow. might have to do? You might have to cut the real estate to sixteen by nine. Oh my god. <laughs> We shall hopefully awesome. we will match performance when the uh, digital foundry yeah. side by sides come out. Then oh yeah, I'm sure we will. <laughs> yes. Hopefully the unity will hold. But up. I guess where I'm going to be playing in my game pass, sir. That is true. Day. Now I, I will, I will say this: it is definitely more attractive for me in game pass. But like I said, for people who don't have Xbox, just the fact that yep. you are making it available for multi-platform, the PlayStation Nation, the Switch game. That's awesome. They can, they can at least, you know, have to get to it. So, um, shout out to Boss Move. Switch development needs some tender loving. Shut up, boy. <laughs> anyway, moving along, final question that we ask all our guests. Oh, here we go. This is the one, the only, I need from Lord Steven, his top video games or franchises of all times. Top five. Cool. So uh, I saw your other podcast, so I, I knew this was coming. She did. I thought about it a little bit. I thought about it in ter- two ways. One, like there's games I like for nostalgia, and then there's games that are kind of current. So like, I don't know if it's useful to kind of break it across that. But okay. Um, in terms of like games that really impacted me, the kind of nostalgically, mm-hmm. uh, a game called uh, Zillion. I don't know if you guys are. Oh, oh my God! You are the greatest guest oh ever. No, Yo, one no one's ever, ever said Zillion. Oh my God. Now, please, please, wait, wait, please, please shut up, Attic. You're young. You don't understand these things. <laughs> you don't understand the it at all. You know, yeah, Zillion, so. I, please, we are talking about oh. Zillion 1. Yes, absolutely. Okay, yeah. okay. Oh, oh God, there's multiple okay. of these? <laughs> shut up, don't, don't let the young Zillion, boy distract you from I, this greatness. Yeah, Zillion, Zillion 1, I think, is brilliant. I actually played Zillion 2 as well. I don't know if you guys ever played Zillion 2, but there's like mm-hmm. an 18 there. I remember, like, uh, 
I was playing. I have the guys across the street were there, and my brother. We were all like, I was, I was trying to clear it. I actually kicked them out of the room. It was so like intense, so I could hit that thing, and then like called them back in when I like beat that game. But Zillion One, I think. I mean, I get Zillion One now. I kind of understand was like the the Sega's answer for like kind of Metroid. I guess. Yes. Uh, Yes. the thing that made Zillion One brilliant was That's that little puzzle system they the had. The puzzle system? Were, were you writing down all four? Well, yeah, they had all of them. Pro yes. Like that, that was like a memory game at that time mm-hmm. in in a, like a kind of a, a side-scroller kind of action game I thought mm-hmm. was really cool. Mm-hmm. I thought all like the little characters were cool. Like, yeah. They, they actually game design-wise did some brilliant things. Like they would tease you with like seeing like kind of the the carbonite version of like champ or, or yes. apple yes. and then you have to like, go around the world together yes. like that was super cool i thought i still mm-hmm. play that game from time to time mm-hmm. uh, like on emulators and stuff so yes i even remember the like, theme song right now bro. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i remember when i got that game my, my dad actually bought that game for me uh, and mm-hmm. my brother he went to like a computer store mm-hmm. Uh, and he brought it home because he thought it looked cool. Yes. And then we played it, and that kind of made it extra special too. Like mm-hmm. kind of having him because he's not into games, and you know, so having him like it, that kind of made it extra. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, my um, man. So that's one. We got Zillion, yeah. the legendary uh, Zillion. Like I would, so like a less nostalgic one, the more like a current one. I have to throw like uh, Dark Souls in there. Of course. Because mm-hmm. Really, it, it kind of like for me. Uh, I guess it, that along with kind of the resurgence of indie games, like you know, kind of at the indie game, the movie kind of thing made it seem like, hey, I could make a game, you know, like I, some of the things I like about games still are still like people and I could go make, mm-hmm. make a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's weird when you look at like a Dark Souls because it's such a massive game, but it, it kind of did things that I really appreciated about games, like mm-hmm. the no handholding, the, yes. the challenging gameplay and, and uh, it kind of made me, yeah, it kind of revitalized my, my passion for games. So that's nice. definitely in there. Awesome. Nice. Um, silly another game, yeah, another game I really uh, loved was uh, Faster Than Light. I don't know if you guys played that at all. Never game. It's um, what I liked about it was it, it it's a roguelike. You're mm-hmm. managing manning a ship, mm-hmm. uh, and you have a crew, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you come across these battles, and, and the battles kind of happen mm-hmm. in real time, but you can pause them. And you really it's about building up your ship and managing your crew and things like that, and getting them to assign different things. But mm-hmm. um, the thing I loved about that game is that one, it, it told a story. Uh, through these moments, like you're moving through this galaxy mm-hmm. and you're kind of piecing together these story elements and it's mm-hmm. kind of feeding you that incrementally. And every time you play, it's almost like a different story. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. It looks number incredible. Two, it's not, there's no hand-holding at all. Like the mm-hmm. first time your ship catch, catches on fire, <laughs> you're, you're like, like, and everything falls apart and you, it explodes. But then you kind of learn a little bit from that. So the next time it happens, you figure out there's like the, a way to deal with it. And so there's all these like little emergent things you can do to deal with guys who board your ship, like fire, like, mm-hmm. you know, running out of shields. And so you have this really great sense of accomplishment as you like go through, uh, through the game. This uh, thing has got a five out of five from fan gamer, 89% on PC gamer and 10 out of 10 on steam. I've yeah. It's a brilliant game. I'm did, uh, same guy did uh, into the breach. I don't know if you guys have played that. Yes. Oh uh, yes. yes. Love into the breach. What's this faster light? That's a rough game. light. Uh, FTL. Yeah, FTL is how it's known. The developer yeah. is Subset Games. Yeah. Um, the composer is Ben Puntry. Okay. That's great music too. Like it's a chill, strategy, like, a roguelike game. It's it looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a steep learning curve. I found it, but once you get into it, it's I think it's very very well designed. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely up there for me. Um, I'm a huge Zelda fan, so like for me, A Link to the Past uh, mm-hmm. really stands out. I, the, the beginning yeah. of that game, where like the father tells you to stay at home. Yes. And it's entirely on you to leave. 
Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's like masterful game design because it, it makes me as the as the player like fully in control of my destiny and I have to break through that barrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's like one of my all time favorite games. No doubt. Um, one more. What's funny is uh, that that kind of carried over throughout the generations because yes. in certain games like Far Cry Four. He tells you to stay in that room while he goes and gets your mother's ashes. And if you stay there, he literally brings in your mother's ashes in the game ends. Like, wow. <laughs> uh, shout out to Stitch6669 for joining the realm. We do appreciate you, brother. And uh, we have a ton of stuff coming through. Some videos will be up this week for all members of the realm that hit that join button. Yes. Um, and those videos will only be afforded to you guys. Um Salute. <laughs> have some fun with those Salute. videos. Yeah, man. Salute. Use those emojis, man. We got some fun things going on, man. So that's what's so, okay. So what was what's the final one you said? It, I, I have a long list of games. I'm gonna throw one out. This is probably maybe controversial, but oh. uh so I think below uh the a, a game by Cappy. I don't know if you guys played yeah, it. Yeah, that's just yeah, we just played it. Game you got below a bit legendary status. Yeah, I, I think that uh, to me, like Miyamoto had this idea. He always talks I heard about Kit like Smith rage of that. He quit. He rage quit that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It Miyamoto was pretty bad this, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a t- it's a very demanding game. But uh, the the thing I think it, the reason I love it is I think one they took a hell of a lot of risks, and I, I have to applaud like mm-hmm. an indie developer to do for doing that. Even though Cappy has had success with Sword and Sorcerer and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and mm-hmm. time, but I think they took a lot of risks. So I applaud that. But for me, Miyamoto had this vision with Zelda of like he would talk about he would go into these caves and in the forest as a kid and and he would explore those and, and that sense of like not knowing whether to go left or right or feeling alone and, and kind of overwhelmed. I think Below mm-hmm. uh, did a better job of that for me than any other game where it really throws you into this feeling of, of a lone adventure mm-hmm. on an island. You have to figure out how to survive. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out what, you know, weapons to use, what what how, what how enemies work, how to, how to assemble this like lantern. Like it is Yep. It really doesn't hold your hand at all. And uh, it's definitely not a perfect game. I, I think they did make some mistakes uh, design-wise. But mm-hmm. for me, that, that feel, that experience they were able to mm-hmm. capture is... I don't know if you guys have played through it, but there's moments yeah. near the end mm-hmm. where you know, you're fighting this one creature. And it, it is like some of the most intense, mm-hmm. demanding games. My hands are like sweating. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's pretty rare to create in a game. And uh, although it, it, it's definitely very punishing yes um, that fear of loss when you die and you uh, gotta go find your book find bag. your body yeah, yeah, yeah. shout out shout out to cappy i think yeah okay. sorry no, go no, no 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 finish finish yeah, I think for me that um was really a magical experience and, and just you know that's why i love games for mm-hmm. those experiences you just can't get anywhere you can't get that in a movie you can't get that in a book like that's really a game mm-hmm. experience so, yeah Absolutely yeah. tremendous top five. Yeah, I got a chance to go behind the scenes with, with, with Cappy closed door but right before release, maybe uh maybe E three I mean PAX last year. And I definitely saw I was like, wow, this thing looks challenging, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. But it I loved it. It's kinda it kinda you gotta share some similarities that in terms of I felt like in terms of ambiance, you know what I'm saying? Certain yeah, things. Definitely, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that kinda happened organically, uh, but I think that what they realized and Sarah and I realized is that everyone most for the most part is scared of the dark yes you know in some way <laughs> you know you're all the dark uh there sarah and i were in hawaii and we were going through this lava tube i don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever been in real pure darkness but mm-hmm. we're going through this lava tube and there's kind of the tour area where there's lighting mm-hmm. and then there's like this area they have like it's guarded off they're like go in if you want but mm-hmm. this is the end of the tour right. so sarah what? and i went in 
And wow. <laughs> this is where the king goes home. This, this is where the liability starts. You just attach <laughs> you your own risk. Mm-hmm. You have these flashlights and you're going through, and it's amazing how crappy flashlights are in pure darkness. Like they they don't go anywhere, and they actually make everything scarier. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they bought you those dollar store flashlights. Exactly. Right? And so they even buy you good flashlights to go in that way. So that feeling of like darkness and being alone is something we definitely like latched onto and i think blow does a really good job of that i i also feel a little defensive because i think chris petrovsky and the cappy team took a huge number of risks and a lot of the feedback i saw on steam forums were like this game is poorly designed these guys don't respect it and i thought the exact opposite i think these guys like poured their heart and soul into this game Mm -hmm. from a design perspective and a feel perspective and i I just thought shame that people hated on it so much i didn't i didn't think it was just i thought it should really be celebrated as a bold attempt at doing something different yes. with, with kind of you know that top-down kind of Zelda kind of mm-hmm. feel. So yeah, I think it's I do I, I okay, do okay. say this though. Um, I saw the game. I was intrigued by the game. But uh, what allowed me to actually touch and play the game and download it date and date was the fact that it was in Game Pass. So it took away those inhibitions from me and a trepidation in purchasing because I was able to partake, you know, without the fear of loss. And when I played the game, I said, wow, this is something I need in my staple. And I see it leaving Game Pass now. Mm-hmm. And it should be leaving, I think, at the end of this month. But mm-hmm. um, I'm going to, you know, purchase the game because that's one of the games that I want as, uh, you know, one of my staples of games that you show, um, like, your son or your daughter or whatever. Like, this is what a real hard, serious game that doesn't hold your hands is about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I like that game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yo, tremendous five. Love the history. Listen, you already won. Once you said Zillion, I was me and you best friends for life. Like that, that is like my game. I, I remember playing that Can game. I get with some it. in the bushes for that. No, game. there will be no, no in the bushes. You're really gonna put, put the bend in the knee. Bushes put for that bend game. in the icon. We don't need no bend the knee. We need yes, in the bushes. Zillion is legendary. Champ, Apple, all that good oh. stuff. Those are the uneducated. Those are the uneducated. Don't pay those fools. The minority anymore. But it, <laughs> but no, I do remember that, Jay. And that was definitely a classic, man. And again, salute to Lord Steven coming through with Unto the End News. Hopefully, 2020 summer, hopefully ish. Yeah, yeah. Ish. Okay, okay. Absolutely. That's yeah, what we're looking at. Look like my kind. <laughs> He's yes. trying to peg you down. Go try to peg. Go try to peg. Go try to get that exclusive. Fire up. We, we, we want to get it out there for sure, and, and we want everyone to enjoy it. And you know, but we do want to make it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. something we're very proud of. So, but 20, 2020 summer seems very, very doable. So sounds good, That's man. Fantastic. Tremendous game history. Tremendous Excellent. title. I really appreciate chatting. It's been a really fun time. Hopefully, we can do it again. Absolutely, yeah. man. Like I said, if you got to go, we know that we got a little bit more show. But if you got to want to hang out, you can yeah. get more too. So it's up totally up to you. Well, yeah, things about to go left though. So. Yeah. <laughs> I got to I got to just can I take a quick break go no, watch go for it. Yeah, no, 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 no. we 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 will continue running our mouths you come right back <laughs> no doubt last week's poll results are in and the people have spoken to the question with the majority of the major software releases now having shipped in 2019 what is your current choice for game of the year the winner of a very divisive four-way ILP poll at 44% is gears 5 group <laughs> coming in at second place at 23 percent was bb move that dope 
Death Stranded. Coming in at a razor close third place at 21%. Well, that's West. something to do. Razor close. Razor close. Suck it all. And in sadly, in last place, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Only 12% of the bushes. Shout out to Shout out to the bushes for Fire Emblem. Shout out to all the lords. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Vagabondo, you got to get Sarah Steven back on the podcast just after until, of course, of course, yes, we would definitely get the Lord back. So that was the Pole Resorts Lord Sovereign. What are you feeling about this, man? I think Sekiro should be one. Thank you very much. (laughs) No doubt, no doubt. You see how um, Mm -hmm. award shows go, guys? Your favorite just Mm -hmm. doesn't get picked all the time. You know? For sure. like I mean, somebody's ten. Boom in the bushes. <laughs> somebody's ten and somebody's six, guaranteed. That's, you know what, Sovereign? And that is my rage against this machine. It is forcing these fools to run out there and buy these. I gotta be in the moment. Let me buy this game. No, man, go dig in the bins and go get last year's game of the year that you didn't even play yet. You know, you're just trying to be current. I don't. No I don't even see my backlog as a backlog anymore. It's nope. just my, it's just my collection. That's all. Yeah, you know, <laughs> becoming like game collectors and stuff. He's like the collector. All I have. Exactly. <laughs> that was the poll. We get a new poll at the end of the show. So we gonna start off real quick with a hot off the presses. Post. Oh, let's get it. Um, yes, yeah, some some leak. Some leakage might be oh. happening. You know what oh. I'm saying? So shout out to Twitter user PS Erebus, who has some uh, history of leaking things on the PlayStation side. He actually correctly leaked the initial Let Last of Us. Got take that man. He <laughs> <laughs> correctly leaked the initial date that got changed. That got changed, but he was right. He was on point. He was right about it. <laughs> Before they delayed, he was right. So shout out to PS Erebus, and uh, yeah, that's so pretty much the the leak. The rumor is that uh. PlayStation 5 could release November, you know what I'm saying, with a price of $4.99 in the U.S. The speculative date is November 20th, 2020. <laughs> All so, these dudes uh, that was looking for 300 you in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> so that, is, again, this is leak, rumor, nothing confirmed. We're just going to talk about it. It's hot off the press, so I want to bring this to the Lords. You know, what do we think about this? I'm going to start off Lord Attic first, man. Like, what do you think about if this is true? True. PlayStation Five. Someone give Captain Obvious an award, man. Yeah. November. Oh, like that's not a huge stretch. Yeah. <laughs> November twentieth. Oh, that's like, not a huge. Like, stretch. I haven't. I haven't posted in a while. What can I put up? Four hundred dollars. <laughs> well, that's not a huge stretch. Five hundred, sir. Five hundred, sir. Five hundred. Yeah, I mean, yeah, these pocket watches is out here. Add that we, penny. We, we, <laughs> I would say all those are fair. And, and mm-hmm. if he would have said like. March the twentieth for okay, six hundred dollars. Okay. Okay, I got you. So then you I like, would be like, okay, you know, he 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 might know something. God, so but your, like, your thing is like, don't serenade. This is that, kinda... that's like me saying Call of Duty's coming out in November. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I got G- you. Guess what? Guess what, Lord that King David. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Call of Duty's coming out November the tenth. <laughs> it, it came out November last year, and the year before that, and the year mm-hmm. before that. <laughs> Actually, last year they pushed it. Remember, they were afraid oh, okay. of Red Dead. I think it was Red Dead. They got yeah, a Red, yeah, Red Dead came out. Red right, right, right. Dead made the knees clack. <laughs> yeah, so, all right, so we got that. Uh, Lord Steven, I see he has returned. Um, the, again, some some leakage going on with PlayStation Five release date, uh, possibly being November twentieth. Five hundred dollar price point. You know, what do you think? Do you think this could be accurate? With this. It's kind of in the ballpark, or you think this might be way off? You know, I don't know. To be honest, I, I, uh, 
I, when you're when I'm working on our game, I I like have such a backlog of video games, like in terms of like things I got to play. Mm-hmm. I'm so out of the loop in terms of like consoles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, if you told me it came out November 30th, you know, in November, I'd be like, "Yep, okay, great." <laughs> That's right. Your, your PC master race. That's right. Yeah, down. Yeah, I don't care about that. No, it's not that. I mean, it's important. I think. Uh, uh, I, I, it's actually interesting for like Sarah and I re- releasing next year, and uh, you know, there's rumors like the next Xbox console will come out. And, you yeah. know, it, it's interesting when a new console comes out, like you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of hype, and there's you know, of course, big excitement around it. Mm-hmm. You know, what will happen? You know, like uh, selfishly, what will happen with the PS4 games? Like you know, yes. the move up. And, oh lord. What with the Xbox, <laughs> you know, one game. The next one is like, oh, no, uh, uh, King, what's gonna happen? With oh, the Lord, don't start this. Well, don't start you this. know, um, not to start the controversy, but you know, they got a system to play your PlayStation 4 game. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a fan of backward compatibility with PS5. But, but that Xbox, but King, goes, but King, that Xbox King, goes. For, for $4.99, you swipe that car, you can play those PS4 games. Listen, no, that's the $5.99 edition. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Out of control. Don't start this up right now. So, <laughs> so is it in the realm? You feel this might be in the realm of possibility, Lord Steven? I mean, it's you know, for me, I, but I, I, I'm not nearly as up to date as you guys are with these things, so it's mm-hmm. it's definitely possible. I mean, uh, for for Sony to go early uh, like that mm-hmm. earlier than Xbox, I, mm-hmm. I guess, um, I guess it's it's possible that they they definitely don't want to do it at the same time as right. Microsoft, so they kind of got to make a decision business wise. Do we want to delay until after mm-hmm. you know Xbox comes out, which would mm-hmm. put it to like next November? Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to kind of get out ahead of it for mm-hmm. Christmas season and kind of you know trying to try to beat them to the punch. So. Mm-hmm. I guess Cal- from that, yeah. As cocky as Sony's getting here lately, I wouldn't be surprised if they put out the same day Xbox. But yeah. I don't think so, brother. But when is my yeah. turn? I'm gonna burn. <laughs> All right, so let's get let's get solved, man. So, what do you think, man? I mean, I think, I, like, like Attic said, everything about the, the time frame and the prior. That's the most safe prediction. It, it, it is super yeah. safe. It I, is I don't safe. think they can. I, I don't think they can get. They can't get away with three ninety nine for this console. It's just too much yeah. in Ray both Tracing. of these consoles. Wow. I don't. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting is the date, right? Because twentieth. Mm-hmm. When you look at la- last uh, console launch, mm-hmm. they launched on the fifteenth, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and the Xbox launched on the twenty second a week later. Yes. By this launching on the 20th, mm-hmm. I doubt very much X- Xbox would launch the week of Thanksgiving. Right. So that, mm-hmm. puts, that puts Xbox probably launching before if this release date is correct. Mm-hmm. At, so, I mean, they I could, think it matters. They could throw a curveball and launch in October. They could even do that. They could even do that. Mm, there's I mean, history I, with November, though. It, 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 there's history in November and the 22nd I, I think, of November. You know, I think especially with Sony going at the end of November, you know, people it might change up. There's a history. There wasn't a history in releasing in March until hey, it's, 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 uh, Nintendo did it. I think it could be said that, you know, after the launch of Xbox One, they can break tradition and go go left and start start a new tradition. Like, we don't even want to launch it the same month as that oh comes. Shout out to Stitch with the final Super Chat. How does a poop-throwing and walking simulator manage to be in the Game of the Year category? <laughs> because you we'll will get that. We'll we will get, get to the Game of the Year topic C- next. Hold I that, have Stitch. I have- I have food coming to me because I have to be plenty energized for that talk. Yes, yes. So continue, so. But, but I would say, again, November 22nd is a big date for Xbox usually. Mm-hmm. But that, if this date is true, that would put Xbox's launch, if they if they continue that 22nd term, it would to be launched the following yeah. Monday, mm-hmm. which is, a, like I said, the week of Thanksgiving. Right. Which I don't know that it makes a lot of sense. So if mm-hmm. this is true, I see Xbox launching a week before. 
Gotcha. All right, fair and plus, they're, they're, they're going to want to launch way before Thanksgiving because they're going to want to properly market before Black Friday. So. Exactly. Exactly. Lord King, your feelings, PlayStation. <laughs> I, 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 hold up, let's hear this Here one. we go. Yeah, your heartbeat sounds let's see like how he Sasquatch feet. Thundering <laughs> oh, crack in the concrete. You get the Biggie reference, too? Ooh, I shot you. school. Need to learn, though. No. Oh, my burn, baby, burn, like, like disco, disco inferno. inferno. Look at that. I, Let's go. Listen, what y'all don't understand is your man's is acting out of character. <laughs> Maybe it's because oh, the Lord. new people on deck don't know how it really go. So, oh, so, so, so you say they're bending the knee? No, what it is is they're showing they slip. You see under their skirt. Mm. They're not supposed to be talking like this. Usually, the people that are leaking is Microsoft. But right. see, this is what happens when a boss is in place. A boss is in place, and they know their cadence now. Mm. He told you the cadence. Mm. When you saw EXO 19, mm -hmm. the cadence was, we're going to keep showing you every uh, show. Mm -hmm. You're going to get bangers as we go forward. You're going to get new games going forward. Mm -hmm. They're pushing id at xbox they're mm -hmm. pushing game pass they're mm -hmm. pushing their service and that mm -hmm. system is coming next year they're going to tell you when the system is coming you're not going to find out in a leak you're not mm -hmm. going to find out in mm -hmm. listen y'all leaking all over the place you're leaking, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Leaking, <laughs> and I, I don't like this no i'm very this is very troublesome oh, because, oh it's Lord, troublesome now now we're at the troublesome stage see, listen they trying to you see how so that's said, a random dude leaking something on Twitter. Is it yeah. <laughs> the trouble? You, know, you, you say he's a random dude, but this dude has been right a lot. That is true. That is true. All right, so let's correct. not discredit this 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 our new form of journalism. Mm -hmm. Let's not let's not discredit him because he's been right. So you mm -hmm. can't say that you know uh, some random dude when he's been right. Mm -hmm. So nobody it, it's not like his words hasn't been spoken. It hasn't been felt. Right. Right, so he came out with the um the proper date for um yeah, the Last of Us, Us two, mm -hmm. and it got moved. Mm -hmm. You know, so oh, old boy was right. Oh, that's, Brad, that's for you, King. Yeah. That's for you. He said, "Same guy leaked Scarlet at five hundred dollars." That's what. Uh, yeah, same, so same guy leaked Scarlet at five hundred dollars. I don't mm -hmm. think his stuff is factual. Um, <laughs> and, and the, oh, but he's, why, but he's factual no, this you know, time reason, for PlayStation. This is the reason why I don't think that uh -huh. part is factual because. I also believe that this leak was encouraged. Okay. Because I see the PlayStation fan base like, see, told you it's not gonna be six hundred. They feel comfortable mm -hmm. with the five hundred. That's mm -hmm. nice. You feel comfortable with the five hundred, but you was complaining when the X came out and was five hundred. Right. Right. Which uh, did well. Which did well. They, they did fantastic. Mm -hmm. Listen, we're gonna pay a premium price for these new systems going forward. That's nothing new. That's right. something that we understand. Mm -hmm. But we also know it's gonna come in the fall. So stop mm -hmm. acting like you guys think this is some new stuff. Attic is on to something. When he's telling you mm -hmm. that Captain Obvious needs an award. <laughs> this is stuff that doesn't need to be said. Uh. But for some reason, it's being leaked from mm. these individuals. Mm. Now, y'all want you to keep the same energy because if Nintendo was leaking something, y'all be like, oh, something's wrong with Nintendo. Mm -hmm. If Microsoft is always every show mm -hmm. they leak, not one leak came in out. The at past, yeah, in the past, they've had problems with leaks. <laughs> they have terrible they've problems. They've had entire shows given. Yeah, they've had entire shows that leak. Yeah. yeah and, and we were spoiled. It got spoiled for us going forward. Mm -hmm. This EXO, there was not a drop of spoilage. Mm -hmm. And I believe I believe going forward that mm -hmm. from the top down, when you see a uniformity, 
you see somebody on your team, mm -hmm. that means the personal gain is not necessary to leak out information because mm -hmm. they're moving as one in the unit. Mm -hmm. It looks like your unit is not moving together. You got guys moving out of factions all over the place. The unified mind wins. You guys do not look unified. And this, this situation is getting mm -hmm. very spooky. And I want to know when the red flags is going to start going up from you guys. <laughs> oh so, Jake, what, what do you guys think of the, the potential that GT uh, Gran Turismo 7 is a launch game? Can I get some in the bushes for Gran Turismo 7? Yeah, that's not, <laughs> I, can't, I can't disrespect that. That gig has. Nah, no, can, no, can no. I get some in the bushes? It's not Turismo launching 7. with no Gran Turismo. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. No, At the end of the day, I'll jump in real quick before we move on. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm with Addict. It is a little bit of a Captain Obvious month kind of a deal. But, you know, specific date, we'll see. 500 seems about on point. They'll probably take the, the hit on hardware. This thing seems to be a beast, ray tracing. Mm -hmm. We know what the Zen processor, we see the architecture that's supposed to be rumored in this thing, SSDs and all type of stuff. So, you know, this is definitely premium architecture. It seems on point. I guess the question for me will be how does Scarlet counter-react? We've heard, you know, they are in kind of similar architectures, but at the same time, there's some supposed secret sauce that AMD and Microsoft was working with. And then um, the other thing comes down to, you know, besides that, the rumor of the Lockhart, because we did hear that there was an initial two double skew approach that Microsoft mm -hmm. might attempt with the Anaconda and the, um, and the uh, Lockhart. So... It would be interesting if they combat them and say, okay, hey, we have our premium console at 500 to match, but at a, like a lower entry point, we have a 300 or whatever price point lower to get people in the ecosystem. And then maybe, you know, I don't know if they bundling Game Pass. So, uh, we, we, we have a super market. chat real quick. Yeah, go, we go, have go, a, super chat. a super chat. Uh, we got a $5 super chat from uh, Brat. Says, oh, why Lord. spend 500 in fear product with lower frame rate, muddy textures, oh, lower graphical settings, PC mastery? Uh, last time I checked, you you wouldn't get to play a game of the year last year. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you wouldn't get to play Runner Up last year when it came out. Mm -hmm. uh, you didn't get to play a lot of games. Well, you don't get to play God of War. So, like, <laughs> like look, look. There's amazing stuff that's on PC, but stop acting like it's all Hold that. On. Mm -hmm. Hold on, Brap. Go update your drivers. <laughs> Listen, Christopher Hart. I know, I know, Sony's gonna kill it, but see, unlike most day and date, I'm buying three of them because I got three different televisions. And I'm buying three Xboxes. So if this doesn't matter to me, this is I don't care. Premium talk. I, well, what you have to understand is I'm going to have it all. I'm not limited in myself. I don't care who wins what. I'm just like down it. for who's making the most games. <laughs> Shout out to Delilah HD. Yeah, spend $9. Listen, at the end of the day, it's going to be interesting. I'm very curious to see how Microsoft responds to this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's what we got on the leak you know, for PlayStation 5. But we're going to move on to the main event. Lord Addict, man. <laughs> These game awards are causing a lot of controversy. There's a lot. Oh, was it my topic? Well, technically it is. So technically it's a shared topic. Let's just say it's a shared topic. It's a shared topic. So, I mean, I'll start off, you know, just we'll set it up, right? So pretty much, obviously, the Game Awards have come. and um, Oh, but just so everyone in the chat knows, this mm -hmm. is the main event. This, this is, is the is real the main, main event. event. This is the main event. This is what they, the, the realm wanted to see what the Lords felt. And it's very, very conflicting, very polarizing comments. Twitter is a battlefield right now. We have the Game of the Year nominations that were announced by Jeff Keighley. And um, obviously, we saw a lot of them. Um, believe it was Control, Death Stranding, uh, 
Sekiro. And what was the other thing? I'm forgetting off top now. Super Smash Bros. Super Smash Bros. Smash and Outer Worlds. And the Outer Worlds, correct. So, you know. Control being in there wants me to rip my eyeballs out. There were some (laughs) omissions that had people upset. There was no Gears 5 uh, uh, located there, as well as Jedi Fallen Order, which kind of missed the cut. And apparently, you know, according to the rules, November 15th was the cutoff date, so technically it made it. But then there was a statement issued by the Game Awards stating, hey, you know, um, they, they made an internal decision that they didn't have enough time to um, review the game. So it was. But if Death Stranding came out on the 15th, <laughs> it would have made it. We will get to that. But um, so look, we're going to bring it to the realm. Obviously, the point of contention for a lot of gamers, not all, but a lot, is uh, Death Stranding and the amount of nominations it received. I believe it received nine. And the supposed relationship or conflict of interest that some people are pointing with Death, with Jeff Keighley, you know, and uh, Hideo Kojima and things of that nature. So let's start it off. Um, I'm going to actually start with Sof because I don't want to get I want to get his perspective. But I don't think we've talked too much. Um, what is your feeling on this whole thing? Do you feel it's justified that people have concerns about this? And um, just in general, like where, where are you at with the outrage or a lack of outrage? Do you feel that he's following I protocol think. because he hasn't voted on the nomination himself? He actually came out with a statement and said, hey, I don't vote on these things. You know what I'm saying? We have a, an advisory board. So where are you at, Saul? Right. I mean, I think overall in general, all of these, these awards mean nothing. They're super subjective. Everybody has their different awards or whatever. Mm-hmm. So in general, this is not a big deal. But at the same time, mm-hmm. Keeley's awards are the ones that are always front and center at the end of every year. Those are the ones that sort of they stand out more than anybody else's. I know individual outlets have their awards, but these stand out because they make a big presentation out of it. And mm-hmm. and also people watch them for new announcements. Right. Yes. So it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that he they've been transparent about the fact that he does not vote on this. They have. Mm-hmm. They have uh, sort of a committee that they, with other heads of, uh, of development houses that vote on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, mm. it's like it can't be underscored. The fact mm. that this game just came out mm-hmm. and it's got nominated for all of these awards mm-hmm. and his, his obvious closeness with Kojima. Mm. And and the fact that this event is associated solely with Keeley, like you have mm. other events, you talk about the Oscars, you talk about the Emmys, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. this is oh, this is never associated with one person. Mm, valid point. So, valid point. So the optics around Keeley being the mm-hmm. centerpiece of these awards all the time. Oh, Brap coming at you. Brap, he said five dollars super chat. He said Death Stranding nomination was a perfect call. No quid pro quo. He said the aid was released. He said Kojima doesn't even know. Jeff, fake news off. You got hit. You fake didn't even know him. <laughs> he just went full trouble. Yeah, pick that. Let's go. Two hour amazing job on interview. Hope to see more. Yes, we will hope to see more from uh, more developer interviews and hopefully get Lord Stephen oh back as well. So, they, but, but, yeah, so, so, so you got to respond to that. Brap is coming at you, so Brap, that was brilliant. So you saying, so you saying Luden's fan is just, you know, he just, it's just a, 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 a whatchamacallit, a, what do you call it? A projection. This love doesn't really exist. I gotta say, listen, Keely, in a way, has sort of uh, again, unfairly or unfairly, Mm -hmm. it's 
his sort of blow rating around mm-hmm. Kojima and how he was treated mm-hmm. when he got, you know, bumped from Konami and stuff like that. Right. You just make people sort of question motivations and whether again behind the scenes he has nothing to do with it mm-hmm. the optics don't look good regardless right, to what right, they just right. don't look good and like i said mm-hmm. the, the big thing is the fact that these awards are associated with keely no right. one else mm, no right. one else they just aren't they never have been yeah, keely's he's the, the one he's always been the face well he's, he's the host, the host. He's, the, he's the founder he's the host he's the, and producer of the show exactly mm-hmm. so with this man getting this many awards for a game that if you if the game came out and it was universally praised universally praised a god of war universally praised right it wasn't universally praised i didn't praise it i said oh generous (laughs) (laughs) i I, I don't i'm just messing with you man go for it you know what i mean like you know what i mean like this yeah, game was divisive, about. period. It was it divisive, divisive yes. across the board. Mm-hmm. This, it, it, it just, it kind of doesn't make I think it's the sympathy vote, Sovereign. No, it make I'm sorry if people don't understand a lot of things that go on with this man. Mm-hmm. We exactly. do not like our icons to be besmirched, mm-hmm. okay? Right. I may joke a lot about this game, but he was not treated fairly at the end. He did not get his gold watch. He was denied the right. access to the shows because they wanted to be petty with this man, and he mm-hmm. gave his hard-earned... Listen, mm-hmm. we have a developer on right now, and he mm-hmm. just told you the trials and tribulations that he had to go through to get his game out, mm-hmm. okay? Right. So at no point in time... We diminish the efforts of any developer making a game mm-hmm. and being treated unfairly Facts. in their Facts. work environment. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the outcry for everybody else to to, to rally behind this man mm-hmm. and, and, and to stand up for this man. I don't care about the game itself. I think right. I think a lot of the nominations is based off of the sympathy vote and how this man was treated. And it, and okay. it goes back and it goes back to that thing where. If anybody else but Kojima, mind you, I don't think anybody else but Kojima makes this game, right? Right. That's right? True. But removing him from the equation, this exact game comes out from someone else. It's a 55 mm-hmm. on the Metacritic. Well, let, let me let me ask you this. Shout out to, first of all, for Brandon Bryce to file a super, super chat. Thank you, Lord, for having great shorts. Thank you, brother, for the super chat and being here. Right, let me get to this extra. We got a $2 super chat from Stitch. He says, this is the Kojima Awards. Oh, my God. Bushes. He got Bushes emojis. Bushes. Shout out to the new emojis for putting them in the bushes. But here's the thing. Like, I want to ask to to add, I mean, to solve and King's point as far as you, you guys are playing on this sympathy thing, right? So my question is, do you feel because of what happened with the Konami situation? And we do know Jeff Keighley that year stopped. Remember, Kiefer Sutherland accepted yes. the war yeah. because Kojima was una- unable to. Right. So do we feel because... He kind of galvanized the community to make us aware of what happened and why Kojima couldn't accept it. That it kind of his influence kind of created a, a sympathetic figure as far as what has happened. Do you feel yes. that that his his him doing that created influence is the question? I, I think it did immediately in that moment. Mm-hmm. But then since then, I mean, the man Kojima's doing well. We don't right. have to worry about Kojima, yes, 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 yes. right? Mm-hmm. But I, obviously, he isn't because his mental state has to be called into oh question. Oh my god. <laughs> No, and, and, and I'm, just, I'm just saying this, right? Any artist in their form, in their craft, mm-hmm. their pain is going to come out mm-hmm. in their in their craft. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, this, this is, is a little bit self-indulgent. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. so. This game is super self-indulgent. This is his. This is he's he's telling a lot about mm-hmm. his feelings and yes. what he's been through in this game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, 100. percent But see, also this, mm-hmm. Jeff Keighley being his friend. Mm-hmm. If your friend 
and anybody on this panel can understand Facts. you're gonna rally to the, the to, to your, friend. For your friend yes you're ride for him. yes so yeah is is he in a bad position that this is a his award show and again he's made a stance on his last award show mm -hmm. that his 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 friend could not be mm -hmm. at the, the award show to, to, to pick up his stuff he brought a light to it mm -hmm. right so of course when the game does finally come out a highly anticipated game and it does get all his sympathy votes and these nominations and stuff going forward mm -hmm. People are rightly going to look at the individual mm -hmm. that is in charge. His name is on the bill. His mm -hmm. name is in lights. Mm -hmm. All right. So and what about King? The people that say he, when he came out with a statement, he said, look, I don't vote. I don't vote. So it's not a sympathy. Like I don't. He's basically saying with his Twitter, he's literally responding okay. to people directly on Twitter and saying, this, I don't vote. What do you say to that? Right. Mm -hmm. Look at Rich and Review Tech. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I got a chance to watch his video. Ooh, fire this, video. This this is a little bit more deeper than yes. Chef Keegley. Mm -hmm. This goes into what is the um the, the group name? Is for Famitsu mm -hmm. or um Yeah, Famitsu is the Japanese. That's, that's another thing. He had the Japanese. He had the, he had the editor is in the game. Yes. Okay. In the game. And for and they got they got or for 40. four, which mm -hmm. they very rarely get. Any game yeah. that that man has been associated in mm -hmm. has got a perfect score. Yes. So this leads more into why don't we question that man mm -hmm. and his nomination that he has this he's on the board mm -hmm. right so they have a vote mm -hmm. he's in the game mm -hmm. he gave the game a perfect score that he is in mm -hmm. this is not the first game that he has also been involved in mm -hmm. that was a snake eater and mm -hmm. another game a japanese only game mm -hmm. and they have gotten perfect scores mm -hmm. so if you want to look at the corruption the corruption is led to this one individual jeff mm -hmm. keegley does not actually have a vote right. but this individual do yeah, let's let, get the let, super chats. Let, get the super chats. Super chats. Uh, I'll get Jonathan B. Let me get Jonathan B. You get Brad. Because right. I, I know how Jonathan B. Why do I always B. have to get Brad? You got to get Brad. Because I got to get Jonathan I like how Jonathan B. Uh, spit them bars. Can you fill in that, that super chat? You can get Brad. Yeah, you get Brad. We're all ignoring the real question. Is BB old enough to vote at the TGAs? <laughs> Salute, Lord. So, Brad, if you want to like, you want to get solved, or, or can you want to get Brad super chat? Oh, you know, I got all my shades. I'm oh, you got your shades. All right, so y'all want me to read. Right. So if this you got me blind in the morning. Which okay. one are we reading? Brad? We Brad. Brad. Yeah, get yeah, Brad. Brad. Okay, if I, shout out to Brad with the $5 Super Chat. If the sympathy thing was true, Metal Gear Solid Five would have won Game of the Year. It didn't. Who on the panel has played the game? All right. Let me address that. Let me address that before Soft shuts you down. <laughs> all right. Metal Gear Solid. Okay, so how does that make any sense? We're going to give the company that did that to that man yeah, the Game of the Year. Good that makes no sense. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about it. Hold on now. Now, before uh, we got Lord Steven around, I got to be very careful. I don't want to get him in trouble, but That's he's right. allowed to comment if he chooses, you know what I'm saying, on this situation. <laughs> so, Lord yeah, Steven, trade carefully. Make sure you don't yeah, have anybody if, if, NPCs if, 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 in the I game. Look, 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 Steve, Lord Steve, if you, if you feel uncomfortable, Double, yeah, you don't can, know, yeah. then just, just you can just recuse yourself. You can recuse this. yourself as well. We just want to give you the option because we don't want to not include you, but we also want to give you the option. No, I, I think it, it is a sensitive topic, definitely as a developer too. But I will say that I think uh, some of the sympathy thing resonates, but it might be slightly more that mm -hmm. gaming needs mm -hmm. uh, Kojima. Like, mm -hmm. you know, gaming, I think, needs people to be able to hold up as kind of the Spielbergs and Lucases of the mm -hmm. art form. Yes. Uh, because I think they, they help um, give, it, give it validity and, and move it. Mm -hmm. I think gaming is still, you know, I think all of us here understand gaming as, as a, you know, a high form of art and creativity, mm -hmm. but uh, the world at large may not see it exactly uh, in that way. Yes. And I think without guys like Kojima mm -hmm. or Miyamoto or whatever, or Miyazaki, you, you don't, um, 
it's harder to establish gaming, um, mm -hmm. you know, at, at the highest Absolutely. level of creativity. And I, so I think you have to protect these guys to a degree. Yes. Uh, I have not played Death Stranding. I've seen a lot of it. I think it, it has a ton of very interesting ideas. Mm -hmm. The gameplay, I always like to look at games and say, okay, if you made this in like black and white one bit, uh, you know, visual <laughs> format, would it still be a good game? Right. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, I'm not sure that it would be. Uh, <laughs> I haven't played it yet, mm -hmm. so, so that's hard to say. But right. uh, I think the, some of the sympathy may also be about kind of maintaining the integrity mm -hmm. of, you know, kind of the the, the, the highest, you know, people yeah. in, in the game industry. Yeah, I, I, I do want to point out something real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Brad keeps saying advisory board this, advisory board that. So I went and looked up this list. Mm -hmm. Let's go briefly go over this list, shall mm -hmm. we? We have the Activision president. I'm yes. not saying their names. You could look their names up. Yeah. We have the AMD CEO. Mm-hmm. We have the chief studio officer from EA. Mm. We have the Google Phil Harrison. No, mm. no, we don't need to go too much into him. Yeah. Then we have uh, Kojima. Right. Then we have Phil Spencer. And then Doug Bowser, the president of Nintendo. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't even know uh, what this one is. Then we have Rock Games, Sony Entertainment, mm -hmm. Valve. Mm -hmm. Right. So from that list i said does it sound like kojima deserve why is he even on the advisory well that's a, that's another question i mean yeah, that's, like, a, that's if, another if you, level of corruption if, if, if you look at it like mm -hmm. you have the president of companies you have this like literally the the founders of the industry pretty much well that, that's like, another thing and well, then you have his kojima. own company though and then you that's have kojima right like yeah. what i'm saying is he it, it, it it, he looks out of like he looks like he shouldn't be there. He's like, the sore thumb. We, we, he's the red herring. We, we go, yeah. We go from Phil Spencer. He's literally between Phil Spencer and Phil Harrison. <laughs> above him is the, <laughs> uh, yeah, up, above, Are you trying above, to imply above, something, Lord? No, Adam, no. I, I, I'm not saying. Look, above him is the CEO of AMD <laughs> that makes all the hardware. Below, <laughs> below him is Rockstar. Yeah. Uh, to the side of him is. Doug Bowser, the president of Nintendo, but and then you got you know, Kojima. Like, isn't, just, isn't Kojima though one of the pillars in our community? Like, yeah. uh, like no, when when, when we we talking about this guy, mm -hmm. and, and I'm talking about on a purely game level, right? Because uh, somebody frauded me out on, on, on Twitter, yeah, 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 and I had to explain to him why I didn't purchase the game. Because yeah, initially, um, you were going to purchase. Oh, yeah. I was going to yeah. buy the game. When I knew that well, you can roll the baby around in his own <laughs> urine and stuff like that, I was definitely going to buy the yeah. game. I mean, off of the strangeness of that alone, look, look, forced look, me, me to go get the game. Let me say real quick before mm. you say that, King. Mm. All I was saying is out of all the people on here, it feels like some people was put on here because of their positions, mm. and he was put on there because of his relations. Mm. And what's wrong allegation. with that? What's what's wrong with that? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people get jobs but in industries just, and places for people that they the know the and day, not what just, they know. It just enforces that you know that people that he's he's literally in here with the biggest people in the industry. He mm -hmm. but, he owns a studio. Everyone owns a studio. Like <laughs> but listen, why is he on here? It, this would not be an issue if this game wasn't an issue. Mm -hmm. You understand? Because he was on the board before, mm -hmm. but nobody cared then. But now it's an issue because that's because oh, his game didn't win one nomination, right. two nominations, three. It won ten. Nine, so, nine, nine, nine. Listen, nine, he's uh, in Michael Jackson status right now. Let mm -hmm. let the man breathe. Mm -hmm. Let him breathe. Hold on, Super Chat. Breathe. Mr. Super Chat. Shout out to Neo Mental with the follow Super Chat. Death Stranding is a good game. It's not great. Quit Donald Trumping over here. Music and, 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 rigged. And did, did you get the NYT music also. Did you get the dollar? Yeah, get that. Why would you assume Game Awards? Please get the NYT music Super Chat, please. 
So what just, I'm going to use he, is, uh, he didn't he didn't say anything, but I'm going to use Christopher Hart since Christopher Hart out here capping. Um, Phil Spencer is the executive vice president of the Game Awards. Don't fraud yourselves, pe- uh, people and king. Listen, no, it's not in color, but um, New York um, NYT music didn't put anything. So I'm just going to read somebody random from the chat. Okay. And I'm making sure that I highlight Christopher for this. Mm-hmm. Nobody's frauding anybody in here. Nobody's capping on this game except mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm. What we're explaining is the fundamental corruption that we see mm-hmm. right here in front of our eyes. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying Jeff Keighley is the corrupted uh, entity mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I'm looking more at... Um, Mitsu, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. because that level of corruption has has reared its head where he is in in game. Wraps on your head. Kotaku yes. has written. Kotaku has it's written articles saying, "Do not trust Mitsu scores." Okay, yo, all right. right so hold on, bro. Bro. five dollars super chat. The advisory board does not vote on winners, and they do not nominate. The we games. didn't. Jeff we're doesn't not, vote and doesn't nominate. Those are we're not facts. talking about the advisory board voting. Did that ever come out of my mouth? Mm-hmm. No, it didn't. I never said they voted. Mm-hmm. I said from a standpoint of looking at that advisory vote, Kojima is the odd man out because he doesn't look like he just. You got Phil Spencer. Obviously, he deserves to be there. Explain mm-hmm. to me, besides friendship, why he's on there, Brad. <laughs> okay, continue, kid. Yeah. Continue, kid. Then I'll jump. It's in. just the fact that it really stinks, and you know we're in a community where we are more soulful, where the fingertips, uh, the information is at our fingertips mm-hmm. at the moment now. So we can look up stuff, we can see stuff, mm-hmm. we can ba- uh, fact check things. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the corruption that was going along before, when people weren't self-aware and they weren't passing this information mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. was going under you know the the table. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. So. This should be highlighted. This should be talked about. It should be a talking point. Do Mm -hmm. I care about award shows? No, I don't. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of the games that I love will never be nominated. Right. You know, you see games like The Last Station, like Mm -hmm. I told you guys to go play. I will push it forward a hundred times to go Mm -hmm. play this game. And this game won't be nominated with your top three (laughs) tier games. But (laughs) please get Jonathan B. Shout out to Jonathan B. with the $5 Super Chat. Martin Luther Kojima Jr. I'm dead. Rush. <laughs> Our children are able to play games in peace due to his courage. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. Had a oh, my God. Hold on. $5 suit. <laughs> Attic, show me on the doll where Kojima touched you. Yo, they going at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think another thing that we haven't touched upon yeah, so, is fundamental in. to why these awards are always going to sort of be divisive and it's always going to be an issue is mm-hmm. that fans, it, it's neither a fully, it's neither an award show that's fully voted on by industry people or mm-hmm. fully voted on by fans. Mm-hmm. Right. Only 10% of the vote comes from fans. They need to figure out what this, you know what? I would say if you want to quote unquote legitimize it, yeah. either do one or the other, make mm-hmm. it fully industry or fully fans. Yeah, Once it, it is defense though, fans, sides, fans can socially engineer. If you look at the, the little, like, those, yeah. absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. But at the very least, if it's one or the other, mm-hmm. You know what you know what sovereign want to know. We want to peg down the blame. See, sovereign <laughs> wants to take away the ambiguity of the whole situation. Mad ambiguity, right? Thank you, thank you, sir. And he definitely want to put that finger on the forehead of the the, the, the wrong party. Live <laughs> <Yeah>. parties. <laughs> Look, man. Let me let me jump in, man. Oh, Twitter was this is this is very explosive. I saw a lot of. A lot of people. So I gotta give. I gotta change it up, man. I gotta do a little shout out. Um, you know, for our brothers. We got like the pie at the gravesite. There was a lot of 
Twitter accounts, Gaming Brothers, who laid their lives down for us to have this discussion. You know what I'm saying? So uh, rest in peace. Shout out to the there Twitter account. There was a account. war. There was a war going on. Rest in peace, Twitter shout and out. And I've won. To, uh, to my man, Lord Boomstick XL, Lord Kidsmoon, Lord Richard of Utech, Lord BG, Lord Salty, because just the mere questioning of this, this whole thing with uh, uh, Jeff BG Keighley says, mm -hmm. Lord BG says, if, if Death Stranding wins Game of the Year Best Direction, it's going to ruin gaming. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so look, man, I just, I just want to, I want to get that, like I said, I'll send our condolences to their Twitter accounts because these guys got bombed <laughs> for, for, for attacking that there may be some ethical things. And, you know, I just, even if it's just one out of, one minute out the day, they at least allowed us to question. And that's my thing. My thing is, look, I haven't played Death Stranding. I am not going to sit here and fraud and say that this mm -hmm. game does not deserve Game of the Year. I haven't played it, right? I just knew that based on looking I'm at gonna it, say it. With, with, the, with the core gameplay mechanics, it wasn't for me. Now, I got people that I trust on both sides of this thing that have played it, and they say, Cog, this thing ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is boring. I am not having fun. Then I'm having people shout the whole law who finished it. They're saying masterpiece. You know what I'm saying? You get through a little bit, but the, the storytelling, the connective aspect of the game, you know what I'm saying? Like people are, it's a very polarizing game. We have to say that, right? So the whole thing comes down to, okay, I feel that because I, like I said, I haven't played it. I'm not going to comment on it. But at the same time, as far as the Game Awards, now the ethics with the Game Awards, my whole thing is I love the Game Awards. I don't want it to go away. It's like our Oscars, right? We don't really got nothing like this, right? It needs mm -hmm. to be fixed. Right. All, we, all I'm saying is I don't like the verbiage and the rhetoric that's saying because he said that he doesn't vote, that is the end of discussion. That there is no corruption, there is no <laughs> anything, no conflict of interest, right? That that's my issue. Like we are allowed no collusion. to question. There's no collusion. We are allowed to question. And, and like Sov said, you know, like just because he doesn't, mm -hmm. just because he doesn't have any influence in terms of voting, doesn't mean he has no influence whatsoever. That's my point. All again, I'm not even saying he's definitively. I'm not even. I'm not even saying the DMs. <laughs> I am not saying you the check man. his phone. He broke it. Why'd you break your phone? I, I There's am, a phone that oh we're missing. God. I am not saying definitively the man is engineering awards for this show and for Death Stranding. I'm just saying that the optics don't look good when one, you are the founder, producer, and host. Right? That's his man. His okay, man deserves gold. We, we get that, right? He gonna but let his man shine. Then, then, you're, then, you're in the, then you're in the game. Shine right? away. Okay, that's number one. Number two, like, like Saab mentioned, Famitsu. You know what I'm saying? This revered outlet for reviewing games that rarely give a game a perfect score. Perfect score. This guy not only was in Death Stranding. This guy was also in Metal Gear Solid. And, whatever, and if right? I'm cor if right. I'm correct, uh, more cognito, perfect score. Finissima, right. people like that are the ones voting. They're for the voting, right? So again, all, all I'm saying is we got three super. We go, I know we gonna get the super. <laughs> we, all I'm saying is they are not. If say, let's say they are innocent, they are not giving the game. It's not fair to Kojima. Right? It's collusion. Because at the end of the day, now people are going to question, like, yo, this doesn't 
feel right. This doesn't seem right. And the only thing I'll say to Saul point, which is very important, which is, again, we know he doesn't. He claims he doesn't vote. He's not on the board. I get that. But I love again, it. You said he claims I, he doesn't <laughs> Just to listen. You going to vote for all Kojima. All I'm saying is, is when... It's like it, one of those things he goes in the poll. He sits right before. He's like, hey, you vote for Kojima. You won't come out of this poll. <laughs> all I'm saying is that when you are that close and we all agree Kojima was wronged, right? We all agree the way it was handled was terrible. Yeah, what you like call that. it? Keegley stopped the show was very emotional. You know, this is his friend. He was He was very emotional to the point of tears. He was very so emotional. did you just make it your point against him right now? I'm because just, he I'm was emotionally be, invested I'm in his man getting redemption. His it's man his got redemption. redemption song. Right. He stopped, he stopped the show to acknowledge okay. and have a special song played for okay. him after... <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland went up to get the award. Because we, we have to knew, like, these super chats. I know. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. We're going to get all the super chats. We're going to get all the super chats. So the whole point of the matter is we cannot deny, because he stopped his own show for this, right, that he has influence. That's all I'm trying to say. He has no, influence. No, listen, I think the whole thing stinks from high heaven. Mm. But not, not to say it's just him. It's all over the board. looks bad, baby. Let's get the super chats. Let's get the super chats. Let's get it. Okay, so... um. Did, did you guys get the no? Did you guys get Brett where he said uh, he asked me? Yeah, we got the, we got yeah. okay. You got Dizzy. Uh, so we have Dizzy, uh, Dizzy with the five dollars super chat. Uh, the biggest question should be Jedi Fallen Order launch on release date, mm. but not nominated. Push to next year against mm -hmm. The Last of Us Two and Cyberpunk. Yeah, uh, you know what? He they definitely, they definitely and what's funny it. is Jedi could have won Game of the Year this year. Yeah, it was that good. But yeah. it's not beating them games next year. Yeah, had a shot. Shout out! So, I get the next one. Brat with the two dollars super chat. I'm playing Death Stranding. It's top five of game of the year. Get the next one, somebody. So we got a two dollars super chat from Stitch. It says, "Fraud alert! Fraud alert! Fraud alert! We got a two dollars super chat from Shroom Kingdom. Check Joffrey. Uh, Jeff, check email Jeff's email service. Check Jeff's email, email services. Man, you're gonna have to just lay off me. Oh uh, then then we got a five dollars super chat from Brat. Mm -hmm. Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft help financially back the award shows too. Regarding Finitza, they only have one vote to the other seventy nine outlets. Perfect call. Oh, well, yeah, you know what? You know what, Brat? There's Countless people so, that are that. saying this game in a negative light and still forget giving about, it a ten out of ten. So, forget about, forget about, forget about the game awards and Famitsu. The Famitsu problem is the tens, yeah, the forty right, out of forty. So, yeah, that's yeah. Out of that's the, and they're not the only one that did that. Right. Right. But also, we got another super yeah, chat. Another chat. Uh, so Cat Daddy Facet. Kojima is Jeff Splackaville? What is that? I don't even know what that Black is. Splackaville. 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 Oh, okay. Don't yeah. <laughs> say shout out. Okay, so look, you know, we, we got that part out. You know, I know we got it. We about to wrap up soon. We almost. Yeah. No, no, no. Look, you know, obviously we have a lot, you know, to say about this thing, and it, it's very controversial. So my whole thing is again. We are allowed to question. That that's just what I want to get across. You know what I'm saying? And then the only thing is about, you know, the whole process. Like, you know, as far as we all know, you know, relationships and, and just being transparent. And the fact that remember the Famitsu guy, they had to find out. Like that wasn't immediately transparent that these guys are in the game. You know what I'm saying? We know Conan O'Brien's in the game. That's another story I'm gonna get into that. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, transparency, they need to do that. 
And then as far as the whole voting thing, you know what I'm saying? And I, I really want to get this point out, and I want to shout out Kotaku, because she had an ex, I believe, Heather Alexandria. Um, she made a great point. This is what she said in the article. She said, the Game Awards, like many other big award show, is a quagmire of potential conflicts of interest. It is as much a celebration of the year as games. It is an opportunity to bring in viewers to show hot new trailers and revealing big new games. The show is peppered with commercials and exclusive reveals from the same companies whose games are nominated for awards and whose members are on the Game Awards boards. And he said, of course, one look at the Hollywood reveals a similar situation. Anyone who's participated in the Oscars or Emmys might tell you, but there's a key difference here. And this is Saul's point. The Oscars and Emmys aren't associated with a single man. The Game Awards has existed since 2014 and has been produced, hosted, and promoted by Jeff Keighley. His public relationship with Kojima ultimately affects how people might read into Death Stranding's nominations and any potential eventual wins. That is the point here. Again, yep. no one is saying definitively corruption, but and, and, ethics, well, optics. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely. One of the biggest things I wanted to point out that I mm -hmm. heard Soft say earlier is, why do we only get 10% of, of, of the equation here? Right. Like, why? That makes no sense to me. That's like, mm -hmm. you're giving 90% to the people who gave this game a 10 out of 10 and stuff. Like, No, I get it, though. I mean, listen, I read the, the review, the, the rules as to why, you know, they have the 10% and a lot of it, they say it's social engineering. But I do agree. I do wish the fans had more of it. Then it should be it. like 70-30. It should not be 90-10. Yeah, that feels like it's Loki trying to uh, try trying to fix the race. Like right. that really does. Yeah. You give the people that actually has like you know a voice, yeah. you give them ten percent. Yeah. But you give the people <laughs> that that we just pointed out. You know mm -hmm. the Phoenicians. Like they're the ones that giving this game at a ten out of ten. Right. They're giving this game almost perfect scores and doing nothing but talking negative about it in the review. Yeah. You're giving them ninety. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. And like I said, hopefully. You know, this could be a teaching point for him moving forward that he may need Remove to Keegley recuse. From the show. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> that he may need to recuse himself a little bit yes. more. You know, say shout out to Brad. But we need Jeff to produce the blue trap. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, yeah. I, before we wrap this up, I'm not saying that, you know, Jeff's going intentionally and. and you know, telling people, holding a gun to their head, you vote for Jeff or you're, uh, you vote yeah. for Keeley, you're done. Yeah. I, I'm saying that the whole system needs to be reworked. Right. I, I feel I'm not like. I'm saying that he's not doing it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it just looks stinky. I feel like Jedi. I feel like Star Wars, mm -hmm. it coming out on the 15th and being so mm -hmm. highly rated. They mm -hmm. should have, like, look, we're going to have to make an exception. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to wait a couple of days so we can put that in there because we know our fans want it. No doubt, uh, no doubt. I feel like there was multiple things, like like the fact that Stranding on action eventually. I don't think anyone is going to be happy with award shows. All right, yeah, of course. Um, but this, do, this is the worst one I've seen in a long time. I, I, listen, I just uh, like trailers. Um, mm -hmm. So to new games, I like yeah, to focus on uh, new stuff coming out, exactly. and um, I don't care about what somebody else votes for what. Um, yeah, because uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to vote for whatever I, I like. I, so. I gotta. I, I gotta. <laughs> What? Up. I'm gonna read this. I low key okay, this is from Cat Daddy Fat. I low key want Death Stranding to sweep besides the new game announcement. <laughs> the awards are boring. Death Stranding is the best thing to happen to VGA. I will say this. This this is probably the most polarizing game I've 
ever come across in I, I, I want to go over the panel real quick. Just say your quick thing. Yeah. If Death Stranding wins Game of the Year, what do you think the reaction is? Oh, Twitter's going to burn. That's my prediction. Twitter's going to burn. It's, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be hot out here in these streets. But look, we got to move on. Uh, so Attic, I mean, King, you want to just braze through your topic as far as Amazon, and then we out of here? Oh, no, don't even worry about it. Listen, I told you guys Amazon is coming. That's it. Amazon's coming. <laughs> They're in the building. Um, Yeah, real quick, Uh, Project X Cloud, supposed um exclusive games. Now, Soft has been debunked. They've made a statement. And they said that they are um they have to correct I believe Steve mm -hmm. Steveiver dot com that made yeah, it doesn't even make any sense yeah they said yeah. basically they contacted Steveiver they clarified their position on the XO nineteen they mm -hmm. said we are investigating a variety of new capabilities made possible by the cloud a statement from a Microsoft spokesman read however we remain committed to an approach with game streaming that is a that is complementary to console and have no plans for cloud exclusive content yeah. at this time yeah that's stupid so I that's think stupid. Mm -hmm. I think cloud when they they say cloud exclusive content yeah. as, as per se as, as a game specifically made for the cloud yeah. but i do think they will uh, sort of go along that route the same thing that, that stadia mm -hmm. said they were going to do like on stadia you can have a game with like a thousand people in it i right. think i think well, -Cloud stadium games. Mm -hmm. right right but something like uh, they, they, that's an addition to a reg you know a regular xbox game that they can do that with a multiplayer or something like that mm -hmm. so, i don't think that's their business model but um maybe if that allows us to get the world of warcraft with the 50-man raids and all that other stuff yeah, exactly. you, know, right. you know let, let, yeah, let the power to cloud uh shine through because mm -hmm. uh now mm -hmm. we are seeing all these uh plans that they put into place mm -hmm. And before they were talking prematurely, mm -hmm. you know, they were talking out of turn. They were talking from a position of weakness. They wasn't talking from a position of strength. Right. 50 mm -hmm. laws of powers, people. Mm -hmm. um, what you have to understand, <laughs> you never talk out of turn. You don't talk until you're ready. You never let someone force your hand. And this is what I'm talking about when I see things happening. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I, I believe he just talked out of turn, but those yeah, stuff will come to fruition later. I, I actually okay. agree with that too. And I just think, obviously, I think King, you were on to something. We know, you know, a lot of these services and stuff like that is in preparation. We call them affectionately, Lord Stephen, the White Walkers of Google and Amazon. You know, right. the streaming wars. We feel that, you know, guys are com combining forces with uh, Microsoft Azure Cloud. We see Sony mm -hmm. has jumped on board. So we're doing our little Game of Thrones references with this whole streaming wars thing. Amazon, sure. I think, is a serious threat. I do think, I mean, I work in IT. I mean, AWS is very widespread. You know, as far as, um, you know, we already know about Amazon Prime and the infrastructure on the storefront. You know, obviously, King, you've been playing Fire Tablet stuff in games for a while. Yes. We have to see how serious they commit, you know what I'm saying, to that. But I do think that they are something to watch out for. And let's be honest, you know, like King said with his whole 48 laws of power thing. Like, one thing is you let, sometimes you let people go first and, you know, experiment. And then you kind of come behind and, and, and correct and, and refine. So I see Lord Stephen shaking his head. Just want to give him a, a minute on this topic real quick as our last thing. What do you feel about Amazon in the streaming business as a contender? I mean, I think... Uh... From a from a company perspective and infrastructure perspective, I don't think anyone is better set up to succeed mm. at cloud anything than Amazon, right? Mm. Like they they longer they, they they definitely have all the infrastructure they know how to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they unfortunately don't know much about gaming, right? They kind of, <laughs> you know, maybe that was smooth. That was smooth. That was smooth. How you said that? <laughs> Well, I mean, they 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 kind of have like that. They have that game engine they bought. I don't know. They have a game studio they started up. I don't know how uh, successful they've been. Um, so whether they know how to how to navigate uh, from a from a marketing and, and kind of packaging perspective, the mm -hmm. the waters of gaming, I think, will remain to be seen. Mm -hmm. um, but AWS, as you say, you know, is, is very strong. They have mm -hmm. the technology to do it. 
Uh, so it's definitely possible from that perspective. But you know, Microsoft for the most part is caught up with Azure. Yeah. You know, yeah. AWS definitely had a head start, but I think Microsoft's caught up. And Microsoft, you know, f- you know, and definitely Xbox is first and foremost about gaming, and so mm-hmm. I think they have a bit of an advantage. No doubt. Shout out to Lord Steven. Yeah. My my biggest concern with these larger corporations that they, you know they seem to be hollow and soulless, right? Mm-hmm. And they fill up their coffers with the, those people that do have those souls and stuff like that because. Let's say, uh, this is what I'm saying, God forbid, mm-hmm. I, I love you in Game Pass, mm-hmm. but let's say, God forbid, uh, Amazon comes and knocks on your door and give you that offer that you can't He's refuse. locked in contractually, sir. You know? <laughs> no, I'm talking in, about though. for right now, he's oh, locked in He's locked in. We're not going to do that. <laughs> we're talking about um, on future IPs and stuff oh, like okay. that. Oh, okay. I see. If, if, if these individuals see that excellence in your game, because your game is excellent, and they see the excellence in your game, and they recognize that, I mean... What's to stop these dudes from coming to you, knocking on the door and dropping that bag down mm-hmm. and starting to buy up a whole conglomerate mm-hmm. of uh, independent developers that mm-hmm. are independent at the moment right now and, you know, forming their own banner. Mm-hmm. So but like you said, the only fear is that the lack of direction, mm-hmm. the lack of focus and then you don't understand where they're going with it, where mm-hmm. as these bigger entities, as far as Microsoft in, in the gaming space, right. Microsoft, Sony. Yeah. And Nintendo, they have a focus. They mm-hmm. have been here. They have been able to deliver product and they can mm-hmm. give you a better, clear view going mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. If they don't invest in you and these dudes invest in you, mm-hmm. that's the biggest issue that, yeah. you know, we fear at the yeah. moment. That's what yeah, I, I think. I think it's a good point, actually. And I think uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. Thank you for smoking. Mm-hmm. But, you know, th- there's that mm-hmm. one scene where, uh, you know, uh, the, the 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 former Marvel man is is trying to sue you know the the tobacco companies and then Aaron Eckhart's character comes in with a big gigantic suitcase of money and he dumps it on the <laughs> ground and he's like well if you don't want this I'll just light it on fire and I, think, <laughs> I think it's uh, I think it's easy for me to say well you know I would definitely stick with A versus B because I'm mm-hmm. more loyal or whatever but I think it's a totally different thing to be faced with that situation yeah, so and really be able to, you we know, call it backing situation. the truck up that's what we call it yeah right <laughs> I mean it's uh, don't, don't you guys be. don't you guys remember the podcast where we talked about Loki taking bribes? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is what it is, but I also see the like you know the predicament that everybody is looking at when it comes to these streaming wars and what's uh, at stake. To be honest with you, maybe right. these guys don't understand it, the younger generation, but we've been here long enough to understand the comings and goings of co- certain companies. Yes, and you you've actually been behind the mm-hmm. desk of being the head of companies and stuff like that and you yourself are the head of your company now Mm -hmm. so you have to navigate going forward so in these uncertain times we want to see certain things happen we want to see certain companies thrive but these bigger entities as far as google amazon netflix and stuff like that that have the streaming capabilities to get this stuff to your house they can take over and where do we stand then you know yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. my opinion. It's going to yeah, be interesting. I mean, go ahead, go ahead uh, Steve. I was going to say is, you know, hopefully at the end of the day, that the consumer still has enough power, uh, you know, through their through their decisions of, you know, which which subscription services they support or don't support, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to help influence things. But um, yeah, I think I think it's always uh, a tough balance between, you know, the corporate corporatization and the, the kind of hyper, uh, you know, materialization of things uh, versus mm-hmm. the desire and need to have fresh new mm-hmm. thinking as well as as well as you know mm-hmm. fe- fresh things to, to enjoy you know from all aspects of life right, right yeah. whatever and so mm-hmm. i think that balance has to be maintained i think mm-hmm. that sometimes that balance gets out of whack and i think right. you know 
right now it's you hear people talk about the inequality gap a lot mm -hmm. and i think that um that's not a good thing right i, I think yeah. that, that you effectively are living in a monarchy mm -hmm. right but yeah. it's just done in a different way and i think that's uh that's not a good thing you mm -hmm. the free market works when there's competition it doesn't work absolutely, when there's absolutely brother absolutely run so mm -hmm. um yeah, I think all the different streaming services are interesting. I think it's going to be really, I, I wonder if what we'll get back to is, you know, like when we were kids, mm -hmm. uh, anyone in their 40s, there was like, you know, a handful of TV stations, right? Yes. Yeah. And there's like this explosion of TV stations. Yes. What the cable companies do, right? They consolidate these TV stations into different packages. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you kind of feels like a, a couple of TV stations again, because it really, mm -hmm. you know, you watch like the TV stations are being brought into a package and you're going to get yeah. back to the movie package or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that will just happen again with these streaming services, like mm -hmm. eventually they all get consolidated under certain banners and then you'll buy the I'm interested in action movies versus mm -hmm. you know, dramas or whatever. Uh, and you'll kind of, it'll come full circle again. I, I don't, I don't know, but it does definitely seem like things travel in waves, you know, yeah. and, and um, it's great when you're at the start of a wave because mm -hmm. it's all fresh and no one wants to do it. Kind of sucks yeah. Yeah. Away when everyone's kind of boxed it out and figured out how to squeeze all the juice out of it. So mm -hmm. it'll be really interesting. To see. Very interesting yeah. to see, man. So like I said, Amazon is the new player in the Very building. Well said, Very mm -hmm. well said, sir. We'll see what happens. Obviously, after Twitch integration, all that good stuff. But we are going to wrap up the show. Last thing we do is our poll question. So we got the new ILP poll with the recent controversy <laughs> regarding Jeff Keighley's non-involvement regarding the Game Awards nomination process. Do you feel there are still ethical concerns in regards to Death Stranding's nine nominations. The choices are, A, no, Jeff doesn't vote on nominations, and this is only an issue for fanboy agendas. That's perhaps one. <laughs> B, yes, Jeff Keighley is founder, host, producer with influence, impropriety. That's or mine. <laughs> or C, I don't care. Y'all just mad. Control took Jedi and Fallen Order and Gears 5 spot. That's Disney. <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. Those are choices. Please rock the vote when it goes up tomorrow on ILP Twitter. Lord Stephen Danton of Two Ton Studios in the building. An absolute pleasure to have him in the real. He actually did the marathon, stayed with the Lords throughout. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Didn't expect this. That was a super treat. First of all, thank you for coming into the room. Where can the fine people find you, and what do you have going on, sir? Uh, well, you know, I'm, the best place to grab me is on Twitter, just at Two Ton Studios. Uh, you know, I, I love, and it's also Steam Discussions, probably the only other discussion place I'm at. Mm -hmm. uh, I love chatting about games and, and game theory and game design. So if anyone wants to ping me on there, I'm happy to dive into things. No and then in terms of what I'm doing, working really hard, taking a little bit of a break for Christmas, going back to the Toronto nice. area. I'm actually looking forward to some some snow. Nice. And, uh, you know, because I'm now in California and the weather's beautiful. You got to get that feel. You got to get that unto feel. <laughs> exactly. I missed, I missed the snow. <laughs> but I, really, I just want to say thanks again, guys. It was really a blast chatting with you guys. Thank thanks you, for the support, uh, the love. It means a ton to Sarah and I. And I think... At the end of the day, that's why we make these games is for, for guys like you that, that are passionate about this stuff and uh, really that's appreciate it. And I think you're doing a great job with the podcast in general. It's, it's really interesting stuff. And Thank you. Thank, you. Thank yeah. you so much, you brother. Know. Really means a lot. You have no idea. Like I said, continue on your journey. We will be tracking this thing, following you guys all the way to release. That'll be cool. Hopefully we'll get you back in the room, you know, Good once stuff. once you actually get that street date and you're in Game Pass. That'd be great, man. I love that. Absolutely. Lord Addict, absolute pleasure to get you back in the realm. Where can I find people find you? What you got going on, sir? 
get me back in the realm. Yeah, you're back. I missed last week. You were back. As soon as we had Zillion talking in the console, classic consoles, you left. (laughs) Every time you talk about age, I'm going to call that... What's the perfect word? I'm going to call that royal age stuff, man. I don't want nothing to do with that royal Listen, age Listen, youngin, you need to know your history. You got to know where it came from, damn it. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, if you got a chance to play Zillion, you will understand what he's talking about. Exactly. If I had a chance to play Zillion, I would get my blanket and have a good night. <laughs> you see, we got to deal with these younglings. These you see, we got to deal with the young generation. Got to educate them. <laughs> Shout out to Addy. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on... Uh, on Twitter at uh, Lord IOP. Oh, no, that that's that's, that's the wrong one. Are. That's not what you are. Lord Addict IOP. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm still a little tired. You mm-hmm. have to excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it, really, find, it was a struggle today for him. You can find <laughs> me out uh, on YouTube at Gaming Addict. Uh, mm-hmm. I will be releasing my uh, Star Wars review Monday. Yeah, uh, so definitely yes. look out for that. Uh, yeah, I beat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of uh, and you can uh you know i want to i want to thank uh lord steven for coming on here i'm definitely gonna uh review your game it looks like my kind of game mm-hmm. and uh i, I want to thank everyone for coming in the chat uh you know even brat <laughs> and uh you know we might joke around but i i, I got mad love for brat and Absolutely. i'm gonna go eat breakfast i'll talk to you guys later all right man. no <laughs> doubt lord sovereign back in the realm where can the find people find you what you got going on sir yeah, man. First out, first off, like big shout out to Steven and Sarah. Um, this, the, I'm absolutely so excited for this game. Um, everything about the game is for me. Um, from from the look of it, which is evocative of like a, another world and like, you know, be, below and inside and things like that. From the combat that, in its simplicity, kind of reminds me of you know, Street Fighter back in the day, how we used to, you know, it, it, and even Tekken, like, to, you know, the first mm. couple of iterations of Tekken where it, it mad distance mattered and, 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 mm-hmm. and, and just things like that, that just, it's simple, but at the same time, very deep. And then obviously mm-hmm. the environmental storytelling with, you know, with the, with the music and the ambiance, mm. everything about this game screams me. I'm so excited. I'm so glad that you guys are in a position now where you you, you can worry about the art, not worry about the money so much. Finishing the art. Um, I'm so excited for you guys. I'm so excited for this game. So thanks, man. Thank you for coming through. Shout out to Game Pass, helping Dad. Yeah, (laughs) to get that out there. You know, in that that Switch version. That Switch version. Oh yeah, Switch version. Shout out to Switch version. Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) It's it's challenging. It's challenging. (laughs) Lord King suffering with multi-platform conversion talk today. What you got going on, sir? Okay, Lord Stephen, I would like to thank you and uh, your wife for uh, sharing your story today. It's it's it was truly powerful. beautiful and very powerful, and it also tells people that uh, you and your partner can make it through things. So, uh, trust me, it, it, that was a very great story, and because okay. because you, you're living it, but also Cognito with his dog determination i'm telling you i had to hear so much about this game he's like yo i'm telling you it has levels when you're fighting it's like a fighting game but it's like a flashback and he was so onto it and then when it popped up on the screen and then when he reconnected with you guys also i'm privy to the background you're supposed to be on before he's like yo don't worry we're gonna have them on they're gonna be on they're gonna be on and this day was so anticipated Yes. I was so out of it today, like my, my throat, I'm out of it. But mm-hmm. after I watched the vignette, mm. there was no way in hell that I was going to miss this show That's right. today. That's right. Because you deserve that level of respect. Right. 
because all the hardware, even in the vignette, yeah, I'm like, yeah. my God, I got to play this game. Yeah. So when I saw it was coming to Game Pass, mm-hmm. it allowed me to understand that, okay, we privy to certain things, but there's other people that are going to get a chance to touch your game and you're going to spread all over. And you will be, remember, you will be immortalized because I can see your heart in that game. Facts, man. No so, doubt, man. Yeah. So trust, I I hope that you, you know, open up a whole new genre. Mm -hmm. I hope that genre is talked about the Steven genre, the Steven and Sarah (laughs) genre. You understand? And going forward, that stuff is definitely recognized because I do appreciate your time here. Guys, uh, anybody that joined today, God bless. Thank you so much. We do appreciate everybody that joins the realm, uh, part of the Patreon, Mm -hmm. uh, part of the podcast. You guys sitting through us to to, to four, three, four hours. Uh, and our retainership is so beautiful, and you guys in the chat are so so nice to each other. Yes. I mean, y'all go back and forth, but it's not disrespectful, and y'all are very Facts. clean and very nice, Facts. and I do appreciate that because mm-hmm. what we pride ourselves on is family first, mm-hmm. and today is the epitome of family first, and that was so beautiful. Facts. Well said, Kid. You can well, catch us at, uh, you see, uh, King of Statues in the back. Uh, go check that out. And Combat Talk is up. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, check that out. And also watch Lord Cognito and Ibantas as they talk Ooh. about what's going on with this. Um, mm-hmm. what, what was the name of it again? We got uh, the Destiny. Cognito. We got the Anthem. And uh, what was the other? We talked a little Jedi Fallen Order too on last week. Yes. Yes, sure no did. No doubt, man. Salute the King. Yeah, King said it best, man. At the end of the day, like I said, salute shoot to the chat today. Everybody was fantastic. You know, salute to everyone who didn't know about Until the End. And I saw them guys, hey, yo, give me that information. Where's their page? <laughs> yep. You know, salute to them, man. Support our independent developers man again creative thought things that sometimes you know might not be able to go under the the big triple a banner they're the only ones willing to take risks to take the risks uh, you know unlike the eas that's been making mm-hmm. the same game easy we might try to get ea on the show easy easy don't go mess up future guests shout out to respawn <laughs> entertainment shout out to respawn I, I, huge <laughs> fan you. of respawn we here at the respawn. lord I do not condone EA. what lord addict has just said man you <laughs> He's going rogue. He has He's not going rogue. Is, what's right funny is, is one week you guys tell me to be true, and the next week you tell me to be true. No, no, no. no, 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 no. He, has not, he has not eaten. He is delirious. Listen, right listen. Now. delirious. Vince Penpella, we're huge fans. Uh, anytime you want to be in the realm, anytime, sir. Pay addict any mind. He's not representing the thoughts of the Lord. <laughs> no jokes aside. No, all jokes aside. Seriously, like I said, just to see the journey and to hear the story. These are the things we like to celebrate, the stories that you don't hear. You know, as gamers, sometimes we're selfish. Why isn't this game coming out? And we want, we want, and all this other crap. And you really hear the truth behind these things. And that that's the stuff we try to celebrate. So salute to that. Salute to the chat. Salute to subscribers. Again, the audio will be going up by Lord Kabatsu on all your major audio platforms later tonight. We'll have the poll up tomorrow. And lastly, well, please support lordsofgaming.net. Great articles, great reviews, more stuff coming in from the team so please check us out that's all and be, I before, got. and before you close out next yes, week we're gonna we're, we're gonna ask lord cognito what he feels about gears five oh yeah because hopefully we're gonna have that beat man. <laughs> this is game out. of the year Bye. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to everybody on that but please everybody enjoy your sunday on that note everybody got anything else happy thanksgiving to all and if you don't celebrate thanksgiving just spend some time with your family just eat. that's day. all you got to do to celebrate meat do not kill a turkey <laughs> don't look, look, we don't condone what lord king is saying all right the iron lord's podcast besides him we eat meat all right, all right. we're getting messy it's late i gotta get to a football game all right, i'll catch later. you guys later